this is Matt Hurt at Obsessive Viewer on Twitter, and this is ObsessiveViewer.com's The Obsessive Viewer Podcast. And welcome to The Obsessive Viewer, where a movie and TV podcast that covers a specific topic, be it genre, trope, movie, or show, each episode. You can find more of our work at ObsessiveViewer.com. You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at Facebook.com slash The Obsessive Viewer. And if you're in Indianapolis, you can come to Shocktober in Irvington, which is a one-night event screening of short horror films from local filmmakers. We raffle off prizes, give Q- do Q&As with the filmmakers after each uh film and uh we donate all the money to the irvington historical society irvington is a great little community on the east side of indianapolis and it's a great event this is our fifth year doing it you can find more information as well as tickets uh at shocktober in irvington.com and uh also if you're listening to this before september 30th hopefully i get that Post it up by then. Go to Nouveau.com and vote for Sharktober in Irvington as Best Local Film Festival under the Arts and Entertainment section. Uh, that would be awesome if you could do that. And, of course, the sponsor for this episode is Horror Movie Yearbook from the Midwest Podcast Network. They are at HM Yearbook on Twitter and at HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And they are a great horror movie podcast that uh, takes several uh, movies uh, and uh, discusses them and reviews them in context of the current events and the um, pop culture of the year of release. You can find that once again at HM Yearbook on Twitter and at HorrorMovieYearbook.com. And yeah, so I have a guest uh, once again this week. Um, it is a return guest for the fourth time, uh, Kirsten Leister. Hello. Hi. Hey. How's it going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Good. I'm, I'm like good. We haven't spent the whole day together. Exactly. <laughs> and we uh, spent all yes, last night together. All, Not like that. Don't say it like that. <laughs> that will, Get your uh, minds out of the gutters. <laughs> uh, you'd be so lucky. So, um, <laughs> okie doke. Anyway, uh, but last night we did go to a special event. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, a friend of the show, Tony Troxel. Um, he is the man behind geekinginindiana.com and the Indiana Geeking Podcast. He invited us to a party that he was hosting at his parents' house, kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Um, I mean, we're joking about murder, like, the whole way there. We're the driving past time. cornfields. Yes. We're like, oh, this is where the murder happens. Exactly. This is, this is where murder is made. Oh, yeah. And it was especially... Interesting because you hadn't met any of them, any of the people no. there. Except oh, no, for Tiny. I, I knew Tiny yes. and I know you. Right. Um, and I've had some interaction with Tony mm-hmm. online. Right. But I, I did that it. thing that your parents tell you not to do and I went to go meet strangers off the internet. Exactly. And you survived. I was like, as long as I cannot run Matt, I'm fine. Right. Well, I think I think I could I could I well, could already told you my stance on running. Right. I, <laughs> I will never try to outrun a serial killer because yes. I figure someone who is a serial killer mm-hmm. probably works out. Yeah. Does a fair amount of cardio. Mm-hmm. You have to have I mean, you have to be confident you're going to catch whoever you're chasing. See, you said like uh, when you said that, I was like, okay, conf- I get I get that, but like in my head I'm just like a very I, confident serial killer. Like, yeah. I imagine, very self-assured. I imagined you being chased by a serial killer and then turning around and being like, oh, hey, 
uh, what was it that that it was uh that was in that John Mulaney bit? Like you have you have big hips or something like that. <laughs> And then his confidence is shattered. <laughs> That's the thing I'm you. sensitive about. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, so I know I'm not yeah. going to outrun that guy. Right. So I'm not going to... Running Running is my least favorite thing to mm-hmm. do. I don't want to die out of breath and slightly sweaty. Right. So I'm just going to lay down, mm-hmm. spend my last moments alive, doing my favorite thing, mm-hmm. which is lying on the ground and sobbing. <laughs> and I'm going to let death come to me. Yeah. Um, that... <laughs> Well, we didn't die last night. We didn't, but um, and I'm going to go ahead and say my joke because I'm super excited about it. But something did die last night. Oh, this. Tony's bachelorhood. Um, so this party was a, was a kind of a celebration of life and friendship and, um, they've had some tough times over the summer, but, uh, yeah. And they just kind of had their friends over and then suddenly it was kind of amazing because Tony was like, Oh, Hey, I'm going to do a toast. And then he's like, Oh, I'm, I'm going to propose. And then he's just like, hey, you know, we, our friend is a, is, is ordained. Uh, is and, ordained. Let's go ahead and get married. Yeah. And obviously it was all planned. It was totally staged. Yeah. And like in, in, it, was, it, was, it was a really fun surprise. Yeah, it, it was, was really super great. fun. Yeah. And uh, Tiny was there. So, to be in like a yeah. gorilla wedding like that. I know, right. <laughs> it was Not super like, fun. <laughs> they didn't dress up in gorilla suits and get married. Right. There was a kilt, but no. There was a kilt involved, but no not, gorilla suits. No gorilla suits. Well, that would have been pretty cool. Uh, that would have been. <laughs> Wait, are you judging my friend's wedding that you attended? I'm just saying, I'm. It could have been better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, so, uh, so we, we, that happened. Yeah, that happened, and it was amazing. And, like, Tiny was there, um, and he. Uh, uh, I just lost. I what? What was it that he said? So, oh, uh, he was like, "Oh yeah, we. Di- I didn't bring a gift or anything." Which kind of, kind of was the point. T- Tony had mentioned like we didn't want to, you know, burden people with that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Why would that. you bring a gift? You don't know that there's a wedding right. good, that's going to happen. Yeah. So, but we did contribute s'mores ingredients. So, so yeah, to the so, happy couple. Exactly. Yeah. Um, because their life, their lives are so filled with love, but. They could always use some more. That's that's. Well, I think that about does it. So anyway, congratulations. Going, I don't want to be here. (laughs) Congratulations to Tony and Liz. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and uh, once again, thank you so much for having us. Yeah, yeah. Like Tony specifically said, like, hey, you should bring Kirsten. And uh, I was there. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And we didn't get murdered. It was cool. Yeah, we didn't. That was a that, pretty nice cherry on top of a fine evening. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. So, what we're doing today, as we usually do when you're on, Kirsten, is we kind of just... Uh, we, we kind of just kind of freeball it a little bit. Whew. Just say it like that, no? I hope um, you're not. There's a blanket. I can't smell... No. <laughs> Um, no, I'm now you've made it weird. Okay, oh, now, now, now you've made it weird. I've yes. made it weird. We spent the whole night together. Oh, yeah, Jesus Christ. Anyway, <laughs> so let's talk about some stuff. Let's talk about some stuff. Please. So, first of all, I do want to mention just for those keeping count, um, we have seen 67 movies in the theater. For those, um, keep, like, there are people out there with count. there are people, I'm sure. Um, and also, wow, my cat is giving you the 
death glare. No, I think she looks content right now. She kind of does look content. She's squinting at you, with, uh, which I'm well, told is cat smiling. She's doing that slow blink, which is supposed oh. to show a sign of comfort. Okay. The slow blink. It's like they trust you. Yeah. The slow blink. Whenever she does that to me, I slow blink back at her. You should. That's showing her. Uh, did you yeah. say something? No, I didn't say anything. I... Oh, I see what you're doing. You're stealing my joke. My amazing joke. It's not that's not funny it's at all. It is We're in sense. a we're in a car. We're driving a long distance. And I cleared my throat. You cleared my throat while I we had a I silence. Didn't clear your throat. I cleared my throat. Did I say my throat? I think you did. I don't I don't Oh, I hope I we played this back. I hope I know. I hope you said I I'm you keeping cleared it in. my throat. No, uh, you cleared your throat and uh it was after at the end of like uh like a silence, so I just did you say something? Yeah, it's but you've done that silence. like three times. Yes. And it's not a reference to it's, anything. It's well, not I'm sorry funny. that my comedy has to be a reference to something. Well, it's not funny unless it is. Wow. I mean it. Wow. I mean it. Well, Anyway, Matt. So I mean it. Well, the the bit you're doing isn't from a reference from anything. Let's um, talk. Okay, movies. let's talk about stuff. So we were supposed to record together like two weeks ago. It was last week. Was it? Was that last week? Yeah, because that was when we saw Searching oh, for the yes. second time. So we've we've. But I was I'm sick. also referring to the time before when we got monocles. Oh yeah, but we yes. ended up. It, we, it, it was we were it we was were late. Tired it was of late. Each other. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah. So this is third time's a charm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So we have basically seen a lot of stuff in those yeah. three weeks. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we're gonna kind of dive into those first. I do want to mention a couple of things. Um, I'll save I'll save that for for later. But two things. One is the new Venom trailer mm. that came out like I think a couple months ago. I yeah. guess. Um, this movie does not interest you. No, that much. No, it doesn't. Yeah. I well, I am not. I I didn't read a whole lot of Spider Man okay. growing up. I did read comic books, but Spider Man right. was never like my favorite. Um, and I was like peripherally aware of Venom. I knew okay. what Venom was, mm-hmm. but I never cared about Venom. Interesting. So I mean, there, there are a lot of people who are like big fans of mm-hmm. Venom and uh, Eddie. Brock. It, yeah, um, but I don't. I don't care. And I, it, the, the movie looks uninteresting and kind of yeah. rushed or pieced together or mm-hmm. something. It's like just missing the charm that all the Marvel movies have. Absolutely, you know. And it's also just it's kind of it, it looks irritating. Like, yeah, yeah. It looks like we're like we're in a time where like Marvel movies at least are knocking it out of the park pretty consistently um dc you know they have their fans but for the most part like they're not to my liking but it's still like it's a machine it's a business Mm -hmm. and for some reason sony doesn't fit exactly exactly and like sony doesn't i feel like sony doesn't know what the fuck they're doing yeah and for me like venom was always an interesting character to me because i i watched the um uh cartoon in the 90s and the like venom was interesting to me just because he felt like oh like i felt like my perception of it based on the cartoon i don't know how factual this is to the source material but my my interpretation was that oh he's like the big bat like he's like like spider-man's like arch nemesis um and I'm sure that that's probably wrong, but like I just remember really liking the Venom stuff in the cartoon. Yeah. And then Spider-Man Three happened, and that killed pretty much any interest I had in Venom. 
Um, and then this. Yeah, is just, that was a horrible movie. It was terrible. That was so bad. And what was that weird, like choreographed yep. musical sequence like in the, the middle emo of the movie? Peter Parker yeah, scene. that was so weird. Yeah, it, it didn't fit it, at all. It really didn't. Like he and like uh, uh, part-time co-host Mike White uh, has been on record as defending that in Spider-Man Three um, because his. At least back then, Why? his well, his theory or his his um, reaction to that is that the symbiote is possessing Peter Parker. Okay, and the what it does is it brings out your worst qualities or whatever. And Peter Parker is a nerd, so yeah, he's not going to be like like an evil dude or like he's like a nerdy guy that's trying to be suave. Yeah. And I guess that that makes sense, okay, but in still, execution, okay. It but it was stupid, though. It, was it doesn't stupid. matter if it, it was makes really sense. stupid. It was stupid. Um, so I one, yeah. one thing that I said bothered me was, mm-hmm. was that Venom talks. Yes, and I I, I was just doing a quick Google search because mm-hmm. I I don't remember from the comics I don't if either. Venom spoke. Right, and uh, I, I did find a. I mean, it's just a message blog, but it says okay. the symbiotes can express themselves to their host who can talk for them, which implies that they can't speak directly. Sure. But then it's also paired with a snapshot, a screenshot from a, a Spider-Man comic where where Venom is talking to Eddie. So I don't know. Um, I just it bothers me that he's like, Eddie, hey, what's right. up? Yeah. <laughs> Venom, you know, it just, and I mean, I guess it's the implication it's just that kinda he goofy. It is. It really is. And like he can, if it was just him hearing that voice in his head, that would be kind of cool. That would be kind of, it would be interesting. I don't know. I think it would be cooler if he didn't talk at all. Yeah. He's just this mysterious presence in, that he can sense. Yeah. I don't know. It, that would be cool. I'm, I'm writing my own movie now. It's, right. It's, but the thing that I, I kind of really hate about this new trailer is at the end when he's in the convenience store and he's mm-hmm. telling that guy, he's like, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm going to, uh, bite off your um, head and your arms and your legs, and you're just gonna float down the street like a turd in the wind. Like a turd in the like. You can't what say that and like, be serious. Yeah, like you have like this movie has a great cast. Like Tom Hardy is an incredible actor. There's Riz Ahmed who's incredible also, and also Michelle Williams who's like one of my favorite actresses ever. And but like, they ruined it with a turd in the wind. Yeah, like it's just, a turd it's, in the like. And who like, thought that was a good idea? Not only that, like the fact that that was written into a script that it survived, like all the filming, cuts, survived all the cuts, made presumably the final cut of the movie, and that the actor said it with a straight face. Yes, and that Sony is like, oh hey. That is going to be great. Let's put that Let's in put our it marketing in the campaign. Yeah, like what the hell? Yeah, yeah. Um, not, um yeah, yeah. I'm so, not, not, not interested. In no, that. it's. I, I'm going to see it because I have a list, but I don't. <laughs> You're know. basically like, I'm going to see it because I have to. Right, pretty much. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, and then also, kind of throwing an audible real quick, uh, you're not interested in Halloween that much. You revealed that to me today. Um, the movie Halloween. Oh, I yeah. was like, I love Halloween. What are you <laughs> right. talking about? <laughs> um, so, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, you know what? I've never been a huge fan of the franchise. Okay. Um, I was just going to ask if you've seen Yeah, how yeah. Many... I've, I've seen the original, and I've okay. seen... I don't. I couldn't tell you off the top of my head which mm-hmm. ones in the, the franchise I've seen. I've, I've seen the first one, the original. Okay. Um, and several others, but sure. 
I, I just don't find them scary. That's that's because fair. I, I don't know. I, I scary movies really get to me when you mm-hmm. don't really see the bad guy, right. you know, or or when it's like hidden or a mystery <laughs> or like I don't know. It, but doesn't Michael Myers have enough confidence for you? Like. Well, he's, he's confident. But I, you know what, though? I think I could outrun him because he always walks really slowly. I don't even know how he catches the people. That's that's part of the magic of the movies. But, I mean, even in the trailer, he was mm-hmm. almost in every scene that they showed yeah, in the trailer. Really and I'm like, there's no mystery there. Yeah. Uh, that's true. So it's, it, he just doesn't really scare me as a villain. Sure. If that makes sense. That makes sense. I mean, like, I think of, like, one of the scariest movies from my childhood mm-hmm. was Signs, the M. Night Shyamalan Oh, movie. yeah. Because the aliens don't come in until the very end of the movie. Right. You know, anytime you see them, you're only seeing like their silhouette a, or a glimpse yeah. or something. Even at the very end, they're kind of shrouded in, mm-hmm. in shadows, you know, so you never get a good look at them. That's right. scary to me. Nice. When you don't get a good look at the bad guy. <laughs> Cloverfield, I, I think, is another oh, good example. Oh, that is a good one. Oh, yeah. We, we should sit down and like watch a bunch of horror movies yeah. and then record about it. That's That's an idea. We could uh, call it something like shock, shockington, or shockington, <laughs> shockvember. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's good. Shock, but write that down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, so that's that's why I'm not super interested in seeing it because okay. I just I don't know. That's fair. That's fair. There's so no I'll... mystery to the horror. <sighs> See that alone too. Um, okay. Anyway, uh, yeah. So final thing in this little section here. Um, there's, uh, we referenced DC mm-hmm. and they're coming out with, they're going to be making, or they're in the process of making a Joker movie, a mm-hmm. Joker origin movie yeah. with like Joaquin Phoenix. Yeah. That's not going to be connected to the established and going down in flames DC cinematic universe. Right. Um, cause you heard about Henry Cavill. Yeah. Like leaving, leaving. As Superman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which that in itself is weird. Cause like that same day he posted something on Instagram that was him. Like the caption was today was exciting. And like, today was a weird day for me. Yeah. <laughs> Callback. Nice. <laughs> oh God. Anyway. And like, he was slowly like holding, like pulling up a, an action figure of him as Spider-Man or Superman. And like, and then he set it on fire. No, that was it. Like he was just in today. Was did he like, draw a mustache on it? I d- did he? That would have been awesome. Because like I kind of wonder if like there was there was speculation that this was yeah. a like kind of a a negotiation tactic. <clears throat> but like I kind of wonder if like what if he's been miserable <laughs> in it and well, he's just like you oh, know, know. I will say this. I feel like he's gotten a lot of unfair flack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. I mean, because the movies. Haven't been great. Right. You know, the, the digital animation to yeah. take off his mustache was laughable. It really you know? was. And I feel like, you know, maybe he's, he's been the butt of the joke mm-hmm. a lot for a role that he played well. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. he did well with what he was given. It's he just has... that he, what he was given was a subpar. Yeah. You know, he has like a good presence. Yeah. As, yeah. He's as a good Clark actor. Kent. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. he does well with the role. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, maybe. Part I, I get it. Maybe part of him is just fed up. Like I don't have to yeah. do this crap. I'm Henry Cavill. Oh, yeah. You know. Plus, he is just coming off of being in uh, Mission Impossible Fallout, mm-hmm. which I know you didn't see. And you I didn't really see have it, but it, he but looked hunky. Yeah, he did. He did yeah. the whole arm reload yeah. thing. Yeah. 
Um, grew facial hair. Right. It's um, but I saw Fallout and like it was really good mm-hmm. and like he was really great in it. So like he can clearly do well out. Yeah. Like it's not like he's not typecast as Superman. Um, so yeah, can, I hope he does. Uh, you know, bigger stuff now. Me too. Uh, Bigger oh, than yeah. Superman, right? <laughs> um, um, last, last, last thing in this section, uh, Captain Marvel trailer. What'd you think? Oh, oh, it was yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, you just yeah, sat yeah, there okay. for a long time, just yeah. with a blank stare. Like, Here, here's, okay, um, are you really just thinking yeah, yeah. of the Henry Cavill reloading his arms? <laughs> <laughs> um, I did say he looked hunky. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, it looked, it looks so exciting. It does. Um, I love. Uh, apparently, um, oh, wh- who's the actress who was playing Captain Marvel? Uh, Brie Larson. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She. she there was something I saw where she was quoted. They told her they wanted her to smile more. I I heard and about she, like, that. Refused. Right. She was, she was like, male God. heroes don't have to smile. Right. I smile, and she fucking I, didn't. I'm like, yes. I can't believe that that is something that like this day and age. They're, they're, like, yeah, they're like, hey, superhero, smile more. Like, what the? It's f- like, uh, like I'm just trying to save the world. Like, yeah. let me do my job. Like, is that serious? Like, I I don't know. I don't want to get on a soapbox, but. You do need to smile more, but joke, joking. Okay. Okay. She's giving me the death. Like she's reminding me of my cat. Yeah. Um, um, but like the whole, like everyone should know, like it's ridiculous and oh, yeah. offensive and yeah. s- like really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Condescending. Yeah, it is. It's like tell a yeah. woman like, Oh, you should smile more. Like, now, but fuck you. Before, so I've been working in my, in my current job for mm-hmm. a little over three years, but when I started at the company that I, that mm-hmm. we work at, right. uh, I was in the inventory department. So I was right. working in basically it's a warehouse mm-hmm. and it, we did shipping, receiving. Um, and, uh, it was, I worked with a, a group of guys. Right. I was the only woman to work down there and we would, um, not the guys that I worked with, but the, mm-hmm. the people who would pass through delivery drivers and, and oh, everything, yeah. uh, mail couriers, um, all the time told me to smile and i'm like you never tell the guys that i work with to smile right like you would never it's like oh it's harmless if if it's if it's so harmless tell the big black guy over there to smile right if it's so freaking harmless oh yeah you know go into the security office where the former marine is and tell him and go tell him to smile yeah God, it's not harmless. Right, it's go up to the demeaning second floor where it really is the amazing podcaster security guard is, and tell him to smile more. That's me. That's when t- uh, Tiny was no, no, no. That was on me. Floor. I'm talking about me. That's... He no, he worked nights. But Tiny, I feel like is a great example. But, like no one would walk just, up to Tiny yeah. and tell him to smile. You know? Yeah, I I agree. And also me, like Matt, you're like a cupcake. Okay? I'm not. I'm not I'm, and I'm Tiny's curious. a brand muffin, all right? <laughs> Full of fiber. God. You haven't seen me reload my arms. That's that's the problem. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so yeah. that's annoying. But the, <laughs> way off topic. Wait, what's annoying? The, <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, telling oh. women to smile. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Hate, I hate that. I, I hate it. I've never, um, like, I've I've never... I've never been one to do that. Although now I'm one of, like, it would be amazing to go. Well, not amazing, but it would be interesting, funny to go back in time just to fuck with you. Uh, like when we first met, cause I was a security guard. Well, I wouldn't be here right yeah. now because we would not be friends. You don't I'm like, know. Oh, that. he's a misogynist. Okay. Right. Good to know that now. Yeah. Right. I won't um, waste the next six years of my right. life <laughs> engaging years? in a friendship. Jesus. 
Yeah, I guess it has been. Yeah. Or close well, to it. it. Yeah. Close to yeah. it. Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, so the trailer. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved seeing um, Nick Fury, 30 years younger. Yes. And I loved seeing Coulson. Right. Oh, my God. You know how much I love Coulson. Yes. So that was that was pretty cool. For oh, me. yeah. yeah. Um, I loved seeing the blockbuster. Um, yeah. It was just... In case you forgot... What decade this exactly. movie is set in. <laughs> Which Here's I, a young Samuel Jackson <laughs> and a blockbuster. Right. A blockbuster video. Oh, yes. Um, uh, I just burped a little bit. Um, I don't know why I just said that. I'm gonna have to yeah, back. you didn't have to say anything. I know, right? Um, <laughs> what I should have said was nothing. What I should have said was nothing. nothing. Um, but yeah, so... Yeah, it looks very exciting. It looks really good. Yeah. A lot of people are talking about the whole her punching an elderly woman, which I don't know if they're talking about it as a as like a controversy. Well, here's the thing. Um, that's... Uh, I, I, I was... I was uh, Looking up like hidden stuff in the trailer, mm -hmm. there's like a type of alien that was at the war scrolls. with the Kree. Yeah, the scrolls. Yes. They were at war with the Kree, mm -hmm. um, and they can like transform themselves. They can right. look like anyone, and so yeah. everyone's like, "Oh, the old woman is obviously a scroll." Obviously, you know, because uh, why? Okay, why would she punch why? her? Well, why? to be fair, maybe she told her to smile. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> God, I'm. If if that happens in the movie, if she's like, you should smile more, and then she just like punches her in the face, that I'm going to lose my shit amazing. in the movie. That would be awesome. One thing that I did love about the trailer, which, I mean, like, I obviously, I'm a man, so, like, I don't... Obviously. Obviously. So, like, I don't, like, like, I had, like, um, when watching it, like, I when it uh, i can't remember exactly how it was but like it has like words coming up and then it says like her and then like what made her into like a hero or something and like mm -hmm. it just it goes from like her into like the other letters appear and it's just like i got uh, kind of chills like that's so awesome because yeah. this is the first like you know female yeah like look, superhero this is movie the first, for marvel yeah yeah female marvel standalone movie yeah it's um it's really cool one thing i really liked yeah. um in the comics mm -hmm. uh at one point she has a mohawk okay and that's oh, like that's cool. an iconic um, appearance of hers mm -hmm. in, in the suit with the mohawk. That's like right. how a lot of people envision the character. Yeah. And there's one scene in the trailer where she's got a helmet on with like a mohawk on it. Oh, so it awesome. was like obviously a reference to nice. to that iconic uh, uh, image of her right. with the mohawk. So that's that cool. cool. I didn't I didn't catch it. I only watched the trailer once. So I've I watched it a couple times. Nice. So. Nice. And then so, yeah, oh, one thing uh -huh. and the internet I didn't I didn't catch this myself. Mm -hmm. The internet caught this and I saw it on the internet. Okay. Um there's a a poster that's been released with I the saw, cat yeah. with and, the cat butt. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh in, right in the corner and she has a pet cat mm -hmm. in the comics. So everyone's like, "Oh, it's her cat." Yeah. A lot of like articles was like And I'm like, "Of course, the first female superhero. They're <laughs> right. like she's a cat lady." Right. <laughs> <laughs> um representation yeah. matters, right. okay? Um, I wonder if the cat smiles more. Mm. Um, but anyway, uh, we didn't talk about Joker though. Oh, we didn't. Yeah, we kind of glossed over. We that. did. Oh my god. Yeah. Wow. Because I remember saying like, "There's a Joker." What? How did we get off? Topic? And then you were like, "Oh, DC. Let's talk about DC for a minute." Henry Cavill. Oh yeah, his Henry Cavill. Okay. Wow. So thank you for keeping me on track. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, there's a Joker standalone movie that's coming out. Um, it's going to be directed by Todd Phillips, who did. Uh, uh, he did old school. 
and uh, the Hangover films. Which is so odd. So odd. What kind of movie is this going to yeah. be? And it's going to be produced by Martin Scorsese. It's going to co-star or feature Robert De Niro um, and Joaquin Phoenix as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And from my understanding, they it's a Joker origin movie. Which, like, that that alone, like, I, I don't like hearing that. Because the main thing that I love about the Joker is he's, you know... Uh, mysterious mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. we don't need his backstory because he's chaos incarnate mm-hmm. um but from what i understand i think that it's supposed to take a lot of influence from the killing joke have you ever read the killing yeah. joke okay yeah. um i guess but i don't know i i don't know like it's just a really bizarre thing yeah i think it could be cool um uh, yeah. i really like the teaser that they released right they had a um a screen test video that just basically zoomed in on Joaquin Phoenix's face and it just kind of flashed yeah, into the flashing, makeup. Yeah, it, uh, and the, the music yeah. was really cool and, and um, he just, it, it's almost chilling the way he smiles and he's got the face yeah. paint on and then he and then his face just drops. Right. I think he's going to be a good Joker. Me too. Um, Me too. Uh, obviously, I think um, <laughs> you know, I, Mark Hamill might uh-huh. actually be my favorite Joker. I don't blame you there. He's um, incredible. Heath Ledger is a close second mm-hmm. um, because it was so like unexpected. That yeah. was so unlike what we had seen from the right. the the character. And so many people were like, "Oh, Heath Ledger, the guy from a Night's Yeah, Star? like yeah, okay. Um, the ten things I hate about you, guy. Okay. Did not care for the Jared Leto. Well, uh, well the, the, the movie Suicide Squad wasn't a good movie, right? But also, I hated his interpretation of the yeah, Joker. It was I, just, I really hated it. Too. I just didn't see the point. Yeah, and he wasn't like he wasn't even in the movie that much. But like, obviously, it's the Joker. So like, yeah, from Heath Ledger on, like anyone who portrays the Joker is going to be under very yeah. very tight scrutiny. Yeah. Um, but I think Joaquin Phoenix is—he's uh, a great actor, right? Um, and I, seeing him in the costume and with the mm-hmm. makeup, I—I uh, I really think this could be a good movie. Me too. I—I I, I, I hope it's a good script. I'm cautiously optimistic um, about it. I think it could be good, though. Yeah, I think I think that screen test is what kind of sold me on it as like, okay, they're not—they're not really fucking around with it. Mm-hmm. Like, they're not. Hopefully, they're gonna do the character justice and, yeah. and the world justice. Um, no, no pun intended. Um, but, but I yeah, think, I think this could really be the dawn of something good. I, yeah. Pun intended. Uh, I'm Own sorry, your my... puns, you weak son of a bitch. Yeah. Wow. Wow. You're on a completely different league here. I know. Oh, okay. I am on a anyway. different league. Yeah. Any, anyway. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, and really, I just hope that Joaquin Phoenix sends his co uh, his co stars, um, you know, used condoms <laughs> and everything. Yeah, um, um, Will Smith did not make it a secret that he hates Jared Leto. Yeah, hates him. <laughs> oh God, that movie! I really hated that movie. It was not Suicide good. Squad. It was not good. Yeah, the only good thing that came out of it was that song "Heathens." Oh yeah, those Twenty One Pilots. Yeah. yeah. Sure, yeah. I, I I don't even remember hearing it, listening to it that much. Well, it's because you don't have a radio in your car. I just, I... I, I it was, like, all over the radio. Okay. So, I just, I, even if I had a radio in my car, it, I wouldn't listen to it. I don't listen to the radio. Um, you yeah. just sound like a snob. I know. I don't even own a radio. Yeah, I know, because uh, it's broken. I know. 
All right. Let's, anyway, let's, let's talk, go. Let's talk We're, about some movies. Yeah, we are doing a movie theater potpourri or movie like an extended potpourri essentially. Um, so we've got a bunch of stuff. I want to talk about. Do you want to save the TV stuff for later or? Do yeah, let's talk? do movies first. Okay. When we do that. So we uh, a few weeks ago we saw the Spy Who Dumped Me. Yeah. Which, yeah, I was excited for that just because I love Kate McKinnon uh-huh. and uh, Mila Kunis. And even though the spy genre is a little um, diluted with stuff, like there, yeah. there's a lot. It's kind of oversaturated, oversaturated right now. That's the word I was looking for. Um, and but this, kind of, this was like kind of turning it on its head. It, it you was, know? yeah. And it was, it was fun because it wasn't like a strict like – it wasn't parodying it. Did, it, it. Did, yeah, it, but it yeah. did not take itself seriously. No, it was. It really didn't. It was just a lot of fun. It was. It was. It was, it was fun. There, yeah. And the action good, stuff good was pretty cool. Like yeah. I, I enjoyed it. I there was some stuff that I wasn't expecting. Some stuff I did expect, but wasn't really. It didn't really uh, matter to me that much mm-hmm. when, it, like, it didn't detract from the movie for me, for me, from me, with me. Um, yeah. What did you think of The Spy Who Dumped Me? I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, there was 100% more dicks than I expected. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We do because, see some dicks. Because I yeah. was expecting zero dicks and right. there was one dick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, well, I'm always expecting full frontal I guess you should always nudity. be on the lookout right. for dicks. <laughs> I, ever since ever since forgetting Sarah Marshall, I've been on the lookout for... Just look out. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was good. It was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. th- they were they had great chemistry. Uh, yeah. Neil Kunis and Kate, Kate McKinnon. McKinnon. They, yeah. uh, were, they were very funny together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Kate McKinnon is one of those comedic actresses that I kind of feel like she should be... Uh, I, it's kind of... It's hard to explain, but like you get... Comedic actors like Kevin Hart and like Michelle, uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy, and like they're kind of typecast to their pr- specific brand of comedy. Mm. We talked about this in a previous episode, uh, with Tiny when we actually talked about, um, uh, Ride Along 2, I think. But basically, the comedy with certain comedic actors is centered around their, their shtick, their brand to yeah, sell tickets. What works for them. Yeah. And like, usually I'm not a big fan of that because it's just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's kind of just like, okay, I'm not seeing like a, anything new. It's just, it's just rehashing mm-hmm. a brand. And like Kate McKinnon is kind of skirting that line a little bit. Cause she's kind of doing like a shtick that she is being known for, but I, there's something about her energy yeah. and her I, like the way she, she does it. I don't good. care. Yeah, I, I want to see more of her right. in everything. Oh yeah, I if whatever she's doing is working for me. Oh, absolutely. So. She's got that like kind of dry. Uh, yeah, like a dry delivery. Yeah, a dry yeah. delivery, but still like in command yeah. of like the situation yeah. and the scene. She's so, totally like, a scene stealer. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, it was it was a fun yeah. movie. Yeah. My, was, my favorite yeah. thing was. I pointed this out to you when we were at the movie. Mm-hmm. There was an old, old man who yeah. was sitting at the end of our row. He just came out. He got his little walker, mm-hmm. and he came out by himself on a Sunday night to mm-hmm. see this spy who dumped me, and he sat through the whole movie, and he loved it. And I just was like, that's Matt. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's Matt <laughs> in like 50 years. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think you, so, I think that that's a fair assessment. That's going to be you. Yeah. 
<laughs> all by yourself. Yeah. No family to love you. Wow. Just out seeing movies. The only yeah. bright spot in well, your life. The only thing that brings you any joy. That is that is that so, is true. Just looking yeah. at dicks on screen. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, and by that point, I will long have, have long killed you. Um, <laughs> by the way, I have this other friend that has a has a party planned for like uh, in the middle of nowhere, um, in the middle of winter. Um, so when I go missing, everyone knows yeah. who to suspect. It's no, the guy who just said not, he's going to kill not, me. Uh, it's not. It, I'm joking, JK guys. You better hope I don't go missing. I know. I'm very nervous about that now because you are gonna go to jail. <laughs> Although. If that does happen, the downloads for this episode will be through the roof. It'll it'll so. be just like um, Stephanie's vlog. Oh yeah, I was. <laughs> she we'll got get a to that. Subscribers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. 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 Um, so the next movie uh, we had like that that was a uh, that wasn't the same day. Anyway, we also watched uh, Columbus. Yeah. Yeah, which I was excited to see it because I love John Cho. And yeah, this this was your pick. Yeah, and uh, it's a movie that I had been wanting to watch. I knew that it was at Heartland last year, which we didn't talk about Heartland. We'll have to talk about that at the end of the episode. But um, it was at Heartland like last year, and I didn't get a chance to see it. And I was excited to see it because I'd heard some good stuff. And it's one of the few films that had a you know wide release that is in that is that was filmed in Indiana. Yeah. Um, because I I was actually talking uh, uh, about the movie to my boss the other oh, day. Oh yeah. She was nice. going to Columbus for something, and oh, nice. I was like, "Oh, I just watched a movie." She goes, "Oh yeah, yeah. Columbus," yeah. and I'm like, "Yeah," and she was like, "Was it good?" And I was like, "Eh, uh, yeah." It was beautiful, but it, I don't know if it was good. It was beautiful, like yeah. that movie. Like it looked just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, truly. I had no idea that the architecture in Columbus, Indiana, honestly, was, was so I beautiful. Oh yeah, but that's apparently what it's known for. Like right. that's what she's going to do is look at the buildings. And exactly. she even talked about the bank, and that was right. like, a big focal point in the movies. Yeah, and, in the movie. But I think um, that the kind of thing that uh, wasn't to my liking, at least, is that, I mean, it wasn't like it was a beautiful movie to look at, and I liked. I like characterization. Yeah, but it wasn't about anything. Yeah, exactly. That was my problem. It, it was a real thinky thought piece. Right. You know? And it was character But nothing happened. Great, but nothing happened. Yeah. yeah. It's, and like, I like John Cho, mm-hmm. but he didn't have anything to do. Right. And I, I Haley Lou Richardson, who played mm-hmm. Casey, I thought she was good. I, I liked her. she did her, a great job. But at the same time, I was like, why did this movie need to be made? Right. What is the point? Yeah. You know? It There's was, no significant story from my perspective that needs right. to be told here the the kind of big character arc i guess is like both john cho's characters dealing with his father um being, being sick and hospitalized sick and, and possibly yeah, yeah yeah his impending death um and then blah, blah, blah. yeah and then casey as a character is kind of she's post post high school kind of in between i think it was supposed to be like a gap year kind of thing yeah yeah because she had talked about um, everyone was asking her when she yeah. was starting school, and she's like, "Oh, I don't know what I'm doing." Right, and, and like she was just like gonna work and take care of her mom. And- yeah, and like those those pieces are really strong, like narrative pieces for like a movie that would be to my liking. But just it seemed like it didn't it didn't make their it made the architecture more of the focal point rather than their characterization yeah. and that was kind of it was pretty to look at but mm-hmm. it was also like but it didn't give me like enough of yeah, an investment it, in the characters exactly to care about exactly their growth and where they ended up so. yeah i totally agree but um 
But yeah, the the way that it was shot was beautiful. Though. Yeah, it was, yeah, like, it was a very visually yeah pleasing movie. Exactly. But um, meh. yeah. But speaking of John Cho, yeah, yeah, we also saw we saw Searching twice. Yes, because we couldn't find the movie. Do you get it? You should smile more. <laughs> Matt, Matt, Matt. J, J, K. So Searching is yeah. a movie that it is, is a, a movie. It is. Um, it's a mystery thriller. It is, which you are a big fan of. I am. And the, the reason I really wanted to see it twice is mm-hmm. because this was a good, this is a great example of a mystery that you could solve along exactly. with the characters in the movie. Right. They give you different clues and hints that mm-hmm. if you're paying attention, if you put the pieces together you can solve the whodunit right so after we saw the movie and we knew how it ended i really wanted to the heck was that i know well I, this is how we die it is yeah. um i really <laughs> wanted to go back and watch it and look for all the little things and oh, i yeah. did notice a lot of stuff Me the too. second time around knowing what i knew right you know going back and rewatching it i noticed a lot of stuff it was really uh, it's cool how they gave you that information mm-hmm. you didn't even know it yeah and they seed so much stuff mm-hmm. and like the way that the story unfolds is really compelling mm-hmm. it just like and I wanted to ask you, like, let's talk about the screen life yeah, style. Yeah. So I had heard that the producer uh he's also the producer of the Unfriended movies, which the first one isn't that good, but the second one was surprisingly good. Um he I think said that he has tons of movies like in development with that style. Mm. So one of the things that I was kind of conscious of, actually I had a Twitter conversation with uh Alex from Midwest Podcast Network, um and just we had a conversation about how the the style is really interesting and yeah. really unique. Yeah, but but I'm not sure if you uh, you know as a filmmaker would want to pigeonhole yourself into right. limiting yourself to only doing movies of this style. Right. Also, but, my but for, for this movie, it worked. It really like, did really well. Oh yeah, yeah. And like I I could kind of see it being like this breakout thing. Like mm-hmm. he has a bunch of movies that are in development that he wants to make with this style. Or has like directors on hand to do that and everything, but um, I kind of feel like we're on the cusp of like the next found footage hmm. thing because like yeah. found footage movies were everywhere, yeah, um, and that became an oversaturated kind right. of gimmick. So I'm kind of curious, like in five years, are we going to look back on searching and be like, oh yeah, this is the this, this is, is the, the start of yeah, this is the Blair Witch Project of this type yeah. of movie, and also another thing that Alex brought up that is uh, really. <laughs> Something that I didn't really think about was that it, by default, it kind of dates the movie immediately. Yeah, yeah, so, you're absolutely right. It's definitely yeah. not timeless. Right. Um, yeah. Um, which I also thought, like, it would be kind of neat to, this is the second time travel reference I make this podcast, but it would be kind of interesting to go back in time to, like, the 50s and, like, show someone searching hmm. and, like, like watch their head explode, hmm. like... They don't well, but also they would be like time traveler. What? Right. <laughs> like yeah. you wouldn't even have you wouldn't have time to get to the movie. Right. <laughs> well, I would be discreet about it. Um, Let me show you this talky picture. Like, <laughs> what? Do you, there's no good way to do this. I said I would go back to the fifties. Why would I? Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to show you a talky. <laughs> Gas up the horse and buggy. I'm gonna, <laughs> We'll have to go to the go to the, the uh, cinema, the cinema, the vaudeville stage, and <laughs> oh. wipe me off, Johnny. 
Um, anyway, yeah, it was really compelling. The, the it was, mystery yeah. was John really Cho good. was amazing for someone who's acting against really nothing for the majority of the movie. Yeah, yeah, really, he's acting really to a screen. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, I thought the, really I thought the makeup was good because they did they did a good age uh, a good job of like subtly aging him up a little bit. Yeah. Oh yeah, um, making him more kind of. Are you talking about just in general or like just like throughout the movie, throughout the like? No, no, I mean, I mean in general. Okay. Yeah, yeah I could kind of well, see that. It, it, I mean, he, he had, he had wrinkles and like frown lines that he right. didn't have in the video footage with his wife. You know? Oh yeah, that's um, right. So, and also like slight spoiler, I guess, but like the first like 10 minutes is like, oh, it's yeah, it's really, it's touching and like heartbreaking. Oh yeah. Like yeah. there are people that were kind of critical of it saying like, oh, it's basically up. Um, which, yeah, okay, it is yeah, but, but, I mean, that, that story, like, that's not just up, Yeah, you know? exactly. They don't have a market on... Right. And also the way that they could convey that story with this type yeah. of thing. Yeah, it's like, totally Like, that's the unique. best part of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which, was, that makes really me cool. interested in future mm-hmm. screen life or screen live, whatever yeah. they're calling it, uh, movies, because, like, personally, I... And it's going to be a shocker to everyone. Um, I would love to see a rom-com in this format. Mm. Like, I think that would be great. Well, I am shocked. And yes, and I'm going to drag you to the theater to mm. see it when it gets made. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so anyway, uh, just the way, oh, also, just the way that they conveyed the story through the screen, like, yeah. it didn't get, it didn't get tired for me. Right, right. Um, or it didn't yeah. wear thin. Yeah, and there were good bits um, of humor interspersed. Yeah in the movie the which Bieber which was which thing. was good yeah, yeah yeah it was good like uh, a good way to break the tension oh yeah you know and then and then you can build back up right it was good it was a very compelling mm-hmm. and interesting film i didn't enjoy it oh, yeah. nearly as much the second time because that yeah. was the day i was really sick that's and right the whole movie i was just like i wanted to like just leave <laughs> yeah and also you were sitting to my left and not to my right so that yeah, that really that's what caused you, you to be sick it, it threw you off your rhythm it did it did <laughs> Um, but anyway, um, the other thing about that is like both times that I saw it, I didn't mention this to you cause I didn't think about it, but like it really, really makes me want to go on my laptop and organize everything uh, in perfect folders yeah. because he was able to find everything he was, like, immediately. Like, amazing. And it was it, that whole spreadsheet he had. Oh my God. Oh my God. I bet, I, I bet you loved that. I, that was like, that was like Excel porn. It was, it really was <laughs> like, it was, it looked so good. Yeah. Um, I whispered to you, I was like, that, that's a good, that's a, hmm. that's a good spreadsheet. Hmm. That's a good spreadsheet. Um, and it was, yeah. It was. He didn't do any functions in it or anything. I mean, that's. I guess he didn't. Really I think we were to. led to believe. Well, I, he he wasn't like super adept. Now he had some kind oh, of yeah. job in. Was, was it something in technology, or was he a consultant or something? I feel like it was something in maybe. Oh, I don't. I couldn't. But he didn't seem like really adept at right. using the computer. Like he. He used like, like he didn't a, know what Tumblr was. Right, he didn't, that was a great part. Yeah, yeah. He um, misspelled Tumblr yeah. when he was trying to find He's it like, on Google. What is a Tumblr? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's in like his, also one of the things that kind of, uh, kind of stretched your, uh, suspension, my suspension of disbelief just a little bit was like, okay, do people really use FaceTime that much? Do they use? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that was, that was how they communicated. That was, that was like, they're a FaceTime family. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure that there are people out there. One thing that really, that I couldn't suspend my disbelief is Mm -hmm. how involved in the investigation he was allowed to be. Yeah. 
Like they oh, were yeah. they were letting him like contact all of her friends, right. you know, and, and he uh, he was like doing a lot of the investigation mm-hmm. himself and then oh, giving yeah. the information to the police. Like mm-hmm. I felt I felt like making his own spreadsheets. Yeah, I felt yeah. like the police would not allow him to be that involved, right. especially if. I mean, there was even the slightest potential that he could have been a suspect, right. which, let's be honest, there had to have been. In oh, like a absolutely. real investigation, he definitely would have been a suspect. A single father, absolutely. you know, a teenage daughter. Mm-hmm. He was, you With know. With a tragic past. Like, yeah, and have, he didn't yeah. report her missing for like a day and a half. Right. You know, so I, I feel like they would not have allowed him to be as involved in the investigation as right. he was. That, and then also... um yeah, just just the way that they communicate and stuff, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the way that everything is put together and is um, the way that everything on their computer is organized was very inspiring to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, searching was great. Yeah. Um, I when I first saw it, I was like, I'm gonna, I'm this is probably gonna be on my top ten for the year. But I, I don't, I could see it being bumped off. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I thought it was good. I thought it was very good. Yeah. Well, I think for me, it's just like, I'm, I've seen a lot of movies this year, so it might be, I don't know. It could be, it, it could make its way there, but I, it'll probably, probably be an honorable mention. Okay. Um, yeah. You're not going to hurt my feelings. I- oh, no, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just making it clear. <laughs> it like, sounds like you're let me down easy. No, 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 no. It's just, it's, it's. It's it's Listen, not you. It's the movie. It's, it's not you. It's it's a little bit you. It's shut up. Um, <laughs> it's not you. It's John Cho. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, real quick, like, what type of movies would you like to see in this format, or what type of stories do you think would lend themselves to um, being interesting in this format? Oh, I don't know. I haven't mm. thought about that at all. Uh-huh. Um, it, well, I think it, I think it's great for mystery because it limits what information the audience can have. Yeah. You know, which is is good for a mystery um, because you're always going to be withholding something from the audience right. that gives it the element of mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think it could work for a rom com. Uh, I much do as, too. I, now, you, I, it's not that I hate rom coms. I just no. don't. You know, they're not. You hate rom coms. It's not my genre. You know. Yeah. Um, but well. it, it would work. Um, I don't know. What do you think? Uh, rom coms. I just. I just is that it? That. I, Pretty much. Okay. Um, like I could see it being oh we need to talk about that uh, I could see it being utilized better for like short films like mm. I could see like a short film about like the a, a really depressing short film about like a kid with his dog or something like chronicling Aww. that and then yeah. it ends terribly with the dog yeah. getting rabies and mauling the kid to death oh um, yeah. Um, shout out you to just Kendrick. wrote it, yeah, yeah. So you yeah. want to make that movie, right? Um, but yeah, I definitely think rom com is where it'll be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I'm I'm excited at the prospect of that. Now, the producer, or it might have been the director. I think it was the producer. Um, before the movie, they showed like a clip of him saying like, "Oh, we did this thing. Yeah, we had short films and everything submitted, and this is the one that won." Uh, there are parameters where they had to have something to do with technology. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think of the short film that they showed? It was good. It was fun. Um, yeah. it, uh, the they had a a theme. There was a theme mm-hmm. they had to stick to too. It was "We Are What We Hide" or something like that. Yes. Yeah. Um, it was good. It was funny. I thought that was really neat to do mm-hmm. uh, before the film. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. If you like short films, you can go to mm-hmm. October and everything. <laughs> October twelfth. I didn't mention it at the top. It's October twelfth, twenty eighteen, at Playground Production Studios. Yeah. Like someone's gonna be listening to this in six years and be like, oh, "I they, miss it." They could be. Um, you don't know if you're listening. If you are listening to this six years from now, so that's what twenty twenty four. 
uh, tweet you know, us. <laughs> tweet us at burger underscore lurker at obsessive viewer. And let um, us know. Yeah, only if it's the year 2024. Otherwise, please don't bother us. Yes, we're very, exactly. We're obviously very important very, people in 2024. Exactly. Um, I'm going to be so... very busy. Right. We have British accents now. <laughs> but yeah, go ahead and tweet us. Or if Twitter has been abolished by yeah. the current... Because it caused reigning, World War III. Exactly. Uh, you know facebook us or something yeah um but yeah uh i'm so looking forward to 2024 now or uh you um, cast us you cast yes oh, <laughs> is that nice a real thing no i don't, I don't I think, think so because every other social media was real was, yeah. yeah and i heard that they made a conscious effort to show screens that were especially like in the beginning when it's kind of a time lapse to make it look authentic to whatever year it mm, was. Okay. So like there's little bits and pieces that like the way that the like YouTube banner is presented, it's like authentic to the year that okay. it's depicting in the movie, uh, which I think is a cool detail. What does that have to do with UCast? Oh, just because you said that they were all like all the other social networking stuff was real and everything. So I just wanted to throw okay. in that tidbit. So there's nothing to do with UCast. Of, I just yeah. thought it was weird that they made up one website yeah i kind of all the, the others feeling, were real yeah i mean there has to be something similar to ucast I'm, out there I'm there has to be it was supposed to be like a kind of twitch kind of stand-in although that's more for gaming and stuff but like also probably probably because you know that kind of streaming is kind of specific to well snapchat is kind of like that or periscope periscope hmm. um but I just thought it was odd that there was yeah. one, only one yeah. website that they made up. Well, I think with with I think it's supposed to be like a Periscope thing, which is basically that same thing. You so just then, why didn't they use Periscope? Because Periscope is uh, similar. I believe it's similar to Snapchat in that once it's done, like you're like it's it disappears. Uh, oh, um, really? Yeah. Okay. Also, it's more phone based. You mm-hmm. can't like stream it. Like I don't think like you through can a do webcam. It from a webcam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's. I understand that that's why they, they, they that's my understanding at least. Okay. Yeah. Um so yeah, so moving along, should we should we talk about the next movie? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What's next? We're kind of we're kind of going through these kind of quick. Um chip, chip, chip. Let's wrap it up. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um yeah. Anyway. Oh, that was what it was. Um yeah. So anyway, the Meg. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you were really excited about the Meg. I was cuz I love like a good actiony disaster movie. Yes. You know? Um no, I did, I, I did I feel bad for the sharks. You, because, you I, I think I've talked this about before. this before. Because yeah. I, there was all this shark panic after Jaws mm-hmm. came out. Right. People just went out and started hunting sharks mm-hmm. and killing them by the dozens, you know? Mm-hmm. And sh- you're statistically, you're more likely to like be killed by a vending machine than a shark. Like a vending machine. Why are you hating you. on vending machines? I'm just like you are. I'm you just saying, are, who's the real enemy here? You're vilifying you know? vending machines. They deserve it. Wow. They're glass and they're snacks. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I and and I totally get that like movies that make sharks out to be these unstoppable killing machines, mm-hmm. like it's definitely painting them in a poor light. Right. And it's causing people to be like you know, it's causing shark panic, you right. know. Um so there's that, but also yeah. it was a fun movie. <laughs> yeah. Also, it was a prehistoric shark. It was. It wasn't like a real shark. It yeah. was the megalodon. Right. Which which is a real shark from that the has, past. Yeah, that has been extinct yeah. for like millions of years. Or so we think. That's right. Yes. Uh, Jason Statham mm-hmm. was the star. Um, it was clearly like a co-production with, with some uh, Chinese like film studios. Because yeah. like, it was very 
uh, China heavy movie, which is fine. Um, but it just seemed, uh, I feel like I'm walking myself into a corner. You're looking at me kind of weird. Um, it just, it, it's kind of, uh, funny to see that. That sounds terrible. Yeah, it does. What are you saying? I'm not saying that because of like the ethnicity or anything, but I'm saying that because of box office, like it's clear that like American student, like an American studio, like we're at a time where like American studios can't necessarily, uh, like it's it's more that the international box office, particularly China, has a bigger stake in you know selling a film than the American box office. And I think that's just the state of movie going in the United yeah, States. Yeah, it definitely starts some some uh, Chinese actors yeah. who are not yeah. known or well known right. in the United States. I get that. Yeah. Um, not that there's a problem the, with that at all. The female romantic lead. Yeah. For example, like, and, and I, I get what you mean. That's an odd choice yeah. because you think that they would want to put like a big name in that right. role. Um, but uh, it was uh, Lee Bingbing. Mm hmm. Um, who played Suyin? Yes, uh, but th- there were plenty of big names in the movie. Oh yeah, Ruby Rose, Rain mm-hmm. Wilson. Yes, uh, who played like the mysterious billionaire type right. guy who funded the whole enterprise. Um. Oh man, the guy who played the wall. His name oh, is yeah. Olafur Dari Olafsson. Okay. <laughs> what a name! That's right. so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, the make was. It, it was like um, formulaically, it was like a total like sci-fi, um, like disaster film. Yeah, and it was, and it kind of feels like a sci-fi movie that got like too big for its britches, right. you know? Oh yeah, it definitely feels like the type of movie that you would see on sci-fi that yeah, the channel that like comes on right before um, Sharknado two, exactly. <laughs> um, and I kind of felt like the first half of the movie, it took a little bit, it took a little bit to get to the point where I was more into the ridiculousness okay. of it. Because when you have a movie like this, I want it to just be just straight into the really action. Straight into the action, just over non-stop. the top silliness. Yeah. But then they had to like develop characters. They did. They did. That they was did. kind of what separated it from like mm-hmm. a true like like sci fi B film. You yeah. Know? Oh, absolutely. And I was I was kind of on board with that. Like the romantic subplot between uh Jason Statham yeah, and I was totally Ming invested Lee. in the the relationship between yeah. Suyin, Suyin's daughter yes. and Jason Statham's character. That was like so sweet. Oh yeah. That was what kind of elevated yeah. it for me. Like, and and I, I love have... how they, they, they had that little tease in the beginning, mm-hmm. like when he was in where was he um in like Taiwan oh, or I don't something? Know. Where, where he was hiding out. Yes. Um, and he was, was like on. really good with the kids there. Right. And like that's total foreshadowing that yeah. he's going to, you know, and then he ended up being like really good with mm-hmm. Sian's daughter. Which was, that it was, that just was so great. Sweet. It was yeah. humanizing. And, it, yeah. human. That's the best way to put it. Because yeah. it could have been formulaic, just a romantic yeah. relationship with, yeah. with her. Or he could have been just the, like action guy, action guy, action exactly. guy. But yeah, this to- he was a total softie. Oh, absolutely. So it was, yeah. a, it was a good character. Yeah. And like Jason Statham, I feel like he... He works. He works well as an action action movie star. Mm-hmm. Like, have you seen any of the movies that he's kind of been in? Yeah, kind of big in. I don't know, but um, I've seen Jason Statham movies. Yeah, but like he he kind of brought a lot to the role that I wasn't really expecting out mm-hmm. of him because I just kind of expected him to be a uh, kind of just wrote action yeah, character yeah i get what you mean um yeah but yeah even like the the supporting cast was mm-hmm. like really well developed the wall mm-hmm. toshi dj they were all like really distinct characters oh who yeah had like a specific 
role to play. Yeah. And DJ in particular was uh, a lot of fun just because he was the kind of comic relief. Yeah. He was the guy who was saying what the audience was thinking the whole time. And that was a lot of fun. Yeah. That was fun. Yeah. Um, Rain Wilson. Yeah. A good role for him. Yeah. It, it wasn't a Dwight type role. Yeah. He's not typecast. It was still a comedic role. Yeah. But totally different from, from what he's known for. And I'm glad to see that he's, I want him to do more stuff. I love Rain Wilson. Me too. Oh yeah. I want him to do more. Oh yeah. But it was, it was good to see him. Um, yeah. What'd you think of the special effects? Uh, did you buy that there was a Megalodon? Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> um, only because I uh, I have a brain. Um, I don't know. I, th- I thought I remember them being pretty okay. I don't remember yeah. anything standing out as really yeah. like ridiculous. Right. Yes. Yeah. No. I thought they were. It was very well done in yeah. terms of visual effects. The, the, the one thing I'm thinking of is when the whale explodes. Yes. Like that was. It looked good. Mm-hmm. You know, it looked good. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? It's a good looking right. whale carcass. You care about sharks, but fuck the whales. <laughs> fuck the whales, man. Um, yeah. Whale never did nothing for me. I will say, I'm still, to this day, we've seen this, we saw this a few weeks ago. To this day, I'm still disappointed that there was no megalodon eating a helicopter scene. <gasps> I know, we were waiting we for were that. We were waiting for that. There was a megalodon eating another megalodon. Right. One jumped out of the ocean and ate another one. Yeah. And it was like, that one's bigger. Right. <laughs> it's a mega megalodon. <laughs> but we were waiting the entire movie for a megalodon, because there were hel- helicopters yeah. at several different points oh, yeah. flying super low to the water mm-hmm. in megalodon-infested water. Right. And we were just waiting for one to jump out of the ocean and snap snatch a helicopter yeah and they they said it it, didn't happen yeah i I really have the theory that they were going to do something like that maybe they ran out of budget they ran out of budget yeah so yeah uh really disappointed yeah that that would have been cool that would have been a really cool scene yeah um so yeah so moving along anything else to say about the meg no, it wasn't great, but I liked mm-hmm. it. It was fun. Yeah. It was, oh, yeah. It was exactly what I expected it to be. Right, right. So. Um, if you were to make a top ten list, would it be on your top it ten list? It would not, no. Okay. <laughs> Probably yeah. not. Okay. Uh, will you make a top ten list? No, you should. I'm just, just saying. Yeah. I don't know. It's part of the podcast. It's, it's cool. Am I part of the podcast? Well, yeah. You have a shirt and a mug. I do. Yeah. This is your fourth time on the podcast, so you're, yes, you're knighted you just, for the podcast. Yeah. Okay. That's the Tony Stark thing, remember? Well, it's you're, also... You're an Avenger. Okay, but it, it it didn't come from Tony Stark. It, um, how, I am the Tony Stark of podcasting. That's how, like, the Queen of England knights people. I'm I'm the Tony Stark of podcasting. That's that's all I'll say to that. Um, oh, hey, le- uh, what's next? Before we before we move on, I just want to ask you a simple favor. Can we talk about the movie that we watched today? Just yeah. titled a simple favor. God. Yeah, the movie we saw let's today. Talk about it. So it was it's good. a simple favor. Was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, it was really good. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. A weird movie. <laughs> Very weird. And uh, oh, I turned my mic off. <laughs> oh, it's back on. Okay. How long did you have it off? No, just a second. Okay. Thank God. <laughs> um, so we will talk. We'll talk about a simple favor. We'll do a separate spoiler section for that movie in particular. Okay. Yeah, because it's so fresh. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it definitely needs a separate right. spoiler section. So a simple favor is Anna Kendrick, uh, Blake, Blake Lively. Lively. 
and directed by Paul Feig, based on a novel. I didn't I didn't know that about it mm-hmm. until we saw the movie. But uh, Paul Feig is known for doing Bridesmaids. So this and is like totally different. It's this, totally different, but kind of not really. Yeah, it, right. And like he he is like a comedy guy, but mm-hmm. like he um like he did he did the Heat with Sandra Bullock and Melissa McCarthy. I never saw that. I didn't either. Also, Spy, Bridesmaids, Bridesmaids. Uh, Ghostbusters mm-hmm. yeah. that the internet loved so much. Um, he was also the executive producer of Freaks and Geeks. Mm. So, yeah. But anyway. But you could definitely tell this was directed by a comedic oh, director. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. There was so much comedy yeah. in, in yeah. the movie that it was... And it, it balanced it well with the comedy and the kind of thriller the aspects of it. Yeah. 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 I, I think... I mean, we, we were pointing out all the supporting actors. Mm-hmm. I think every supporting actor in this movie was a comedic actor. I Yeah. like, And it, it's odd because I wasn't expecting that at all because it looks like, from the trailer, it looks like just a straight suspense thriller. It really did. You know, and it didn't hint at all to this comedic um, tone mm-hmm. that it has. Um, and even, like, during big dramatic moments, there were um, still, it was still maintained yeah. that same comedic tone. Oh yeah, and I knew. Okay, the guy that played Sean, yeah, uh, the husband of Blake Lively, he is Henry Golding. He was one of the leads in Crazy Rich Asians mm. this year. Is he actually British? Um, he is. I think because um, um, he he had a British accent. He and- did, and he had a. British Jackson and Crazy Rich. Uh, I haven't Asians. seen Crazy Rich Asians. You know, it was okay. Yeah. Okay. It was okay. Um Well, I'm going to assume he's yeah. he's actually British then. Anyway, yeah, sure. So, uh, uh yeah, so he was in it and um he's had a he's yeah. had a big year. Yeah. Um, um it was it was good. Uh Anna Kendrick was so good in this movie. Um She really was. And she, I and I I love her. She's oh my amazing. god. Uh, just just her character was so distinct mm-hmm. um, and she totally captured that like awkward wanting to fit in so yeah. bad. Like it's almost painful to watch. You Absolutely. Know? Um, yeah. It, it just very, very awkward and, and yeah. Yeah. wanting to be kind of pleasing and, yeah. and everything. And just, oh, she was just so, so awkward. It was charming. Exactly. Charming. That's yeah. the way I would, cause I, I use that word a lot, but, uh, I, I found her to be incredibly charming throughout yeah. the movie and yeah. it played to the advantage of us as, as mystery viewing movie people. Um, <laughs> yeah, that it was, uh, that cause you kind of get the sense that maybe there's something off about her. Um, oh yeah. I totally, yeah thought that and i right. was not correct <laughs> right but or were you because we'll do a spoiler uh, section but I okay don't know. but anyway. but yeah i totally was like suspicious because she was yeah. like just too nice mm-hmm. you know and it just seemed kind of i mean she was a vlogger too so can't trust those people i know anyone who puts anything out on the internet is not mm-hmm. trustworthy right yeah um by the way okay the um camp counselor people the mm-hmm. characters um the 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 woman mm-hmm. i had said that like oh i know yeah. her from something uh <laughs> she is in the uh episode of the office where pam has the baby she's the nurse oh she is yeah, yeah. and like 
I like she's she's great in that episode because <laughs> of like one line like sticks out to me so much. It's when um, Pam's like like oh I read on the internet that you know you you need to do this and then she's like oh great you know everything yeah it's just like it's the perfect <laughs> delivery of that. Um, and I also just recently saw her in Mascots, which was just okay. Um, but yeah, the the movie was was really unique because yeah. like I was really interested in it because Paul Feig directed it, and um, like it's just it's weird because like I think I may have mentioned this or, or wanted to mention this on a previous episode, but like I was excited for it because Paul Feig is a guy who I like. He he published a couple of like memoirs of his awkward teen years. Memoirs. Mem- We're yes. Do this again. That's, we got sidetracked about that. Memoirs. And I didn't get to finish my thought. Oh my god! Yes. Memoirs. Mem- memoirs. Memoirs. No. <laughs> memoirs 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 oh my god memoirs that's not even spelled like that memoirs 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 okay. uh he published a couple of memoirs uh that you? were <laughs> finally <laughs> it's been months it's been years <laughs> yes uh where he basically recounts all of his awkward teenage stories and like i mean it's probably some of the hardest i've ever laughed at a book yeah um it's just it's it's hysterical like he has like and i read that i read these like years and years ago but they still stand out because like he had one where he was in high school and he wanted like he got assigned or he um volunteered for uh the announcer at the football game for the high school and if you've been to a high school football game um, it's usually just like, oh, number 20, number 21, John Smith with the tackle. All right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's just very dry. All right. But he was convinced that he needed to do a big performance and like do like color commentary and like a play by play thing. Oh boy. And I think he got like, did it go out. well? <laughs> no, it didn't. Um, but anyway, and then he also has an anecdote about how he tried to perform fellatio on himself, uh, and it didn't work. Okay. So, like, I was excited to watch, um... Oh, were you? <laughs> I was excited to watch A Simple Favor, because it's just amazing that, like, oh, I'm gonna watch a movie, a, th- a suspense thriller mystery movie directed by the guy who I read about him trying to suck his own dick. So... Yeah. In his In his memoir. No. No, okay. Memoir. 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 Just say it normal. Okay. I can't help it. <laughs> um the the covers of it had really good aesthetics though, so Yeah, stop. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh like to yeah. punch you in the face. <laughs> so a simple favor. Yeah, yeah. Uh good stuff. Um don't think it'll make my top ten. But, but it, it was very entertaining. It was very entertaining. Yeah. Um, yeah, just it, it was a lot of fun. I, and I respected Anna Kendrick's uh, character because she uh, had a successful internet kind of endeavor. She did. In it. Yeah. She did. So someday. Can we do like a spoiler review? Yes. Now? So we're going to go into spoilers. Um, I'm going to probably put this at the end of the episode. So I will already 
you guys will already know that. Um, we're going to do a spoiler discussion of A Simple Favor. If you have seen the movie and want to skip ahead to that spoiler discussion, check the show notes. Also check it, uh, check the show notes in the app or go to obsessiveviewer.com slash OV249. You'll find the show notes for the episode along with the timestamps. And so yeah, we'll, we're going to go into a spoiler review for A Simple Favor. So we just did a spoiler discussion of A Simple Favor. Mm-hmm. Um, so check the show notes for the timestamps on that. So going forward, we do have some TV shows to talk about. Yeah. So last, or a couple, a few weeks ago? Yeah, maybe? like two weeks ago. Yeah. Um, uh, we had a bunch of time to kill yeah. before seeing Searching. So I... Um, had you watched several episodes of Nathan for you? Yeah, basically you were like, "Well, we're gonna watch this and yeah. put it on for several hours." Well, and I and I will say in my defense, I did at every time. Like, do you want do you want to watch another one? But it was kind of um, like you weren't giving me a choice. Well, like, no, I was giving you a choice. Um, but it was it was good. It was funny. Yeah. It was. It, I I had never. I don't think I've ever heard of the show mm-hmm. before that. Um, yeah, but it was really funny. It's. Honestly, I think it's one of the most brilliant comedies. It's it's such a unique concept. Yeah. For those who don't know, Nathan for you is uh Nathan Fielder. He um it's a semi-fake reality show where he goes to small businesses and pitches terrible ideas. Like really terrible really, ideas. Really really the first episode which I don't think we watched, the first episode he goes to a frozen yogurt shop and pitches that they need to make a poo flavored yogurt. Mm. Um yeah so, yeah, so 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 basically he has gone to like a top business school mm-hmm. and gotten pretty good grades. Yeah. He graduated from one of Canada's top business schools <laughs> with really good grades. And like they show his report card is like a a b c plus, c plus yeah. b um, <laughs> so so now he like that's his business now that he he yeah. provides like it's like, like a consulting service yeah, like almost. consulting sir yeah yeah so he goes and these are real people yeah. that these are real businesses mm-hmm. and they don't know that this show is fake right? and some of them it's are like, so this funny. is stupid. This is the worst idea ever. Yeah. And, and then some of them are like, okay, cool. Let's give it a shot. Right. Like, um, It's crazy. One of my favorite episodes and bits is the daddy's watching thing. God, that's, it's so awkward. It's so it's awkward. It's a terrible idea. It's, it is a terrible idea and it is so awkward, but I love when he sells it to the owner of the website because yeah. he's like, uh, he's like, you know, there's a lot yeah, of... Yeah, the website is a dating website. Yes, it's a dating website. Yeah. And he tells the like the owner of it, like, he's not on board with the plan. He's like, oh, that seems a little condescending. Yeah. <laughs> and Nathan just says something to the effect of... Um, oh, so you think keeping so you women think safe keeping women is safe condescending? Is, yeah. <laughs> and then he's just like, he, he says like... Uh, um, and now, now be careful because you don't want to be on camera saying that you don't want to protect women. <laughs> and, um, just, and then the guy uh, like there's like a 180. Yeah. And he's totally on board with the plan. So the plan is to assign a daddy, a daddy. to these women. So like it's a guy who they're going to hire to basically be a bodyguard right. during the date to like keep an eye from a distance. And yeah. the idea is they're going to wear like burkas. Yeah. Like <laughs> To blend in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he puts oh, out like God. an actual ad. Mm. One guy answers it. And this guy <laughs> is most definitely a murderer. <laughs> like he's it's like so definitely he has killed yeah. someone and he oh, wants yeah. to kill this woman. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tuck, tuck you in. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely uh, going to tuck yeah. her in. 
<laughs> um, but let's let's backtrack just a little bit because oh, man. they do a test run in like <laughs> Nathan Fielder as a character in the show has this running thing where he's like the loneliest person on the planet. <laughs> <laughs> and like he like he uh they have a woman that's on the site that they're that she's agreed to do the test run uh-huh. for the daddy's watching thing. Um, and like, she calls him Nate and then he's like, he's like, oh, you can call me Nate. Just keep it casual. (laughs) It's so awkward (laughs) and just so cringy. Yeah. It's, oh Um, God. Yeah. It's so cringy. The show, the whole show is cringy. The, the, the skydiving episode. Yes. Yeah. He's going to eat some sky. He's going to eat some sky. (laughs) I'm really looking forward to eating some sky. Now, the, let's go back to the daddy's watching thing. Oh, okay. Do you remember the rhyme that they I don't. Used? It okay. was like, daddy, daddy, <laughs> something. Uh, I don't, yeah. What is it? Daddy, daddy, save me now. Daddy, daddy, you made a vow or something like you that. You made a vow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's hor- and she's like, why don't I just yell for help? Right. And he's Is like, well, that could be anybody yeah. yelling for help. <laughs> but with the rhyme, I know it's you. Yeah. <laughs> Oh but she has God. to memorize this rhyme yeah. and then repeat it verbatim right. perfect or else he's not going to come and save her from being murdered. It's so great. And like the whole setup of him like being outside of her building when uh when the date comes in like he's carrying a yeah. box and he's like, "Oh, hey, I'm just moving out of the building. Yeah. Can you can you take my picture?" Yeah. Although I left I left my camera in in the box. Do you have any weapons like <laughs> knife or gun? <laughs> Something sharp to Something open. Sharp. You know, and then when he takes the when he takes the picture, he, then he's got his fingerprint. He pulls the fingerprints. Yeah, so fucking great. Yeah. And like that's a running thing for through all the episodes. Like they go to the most elaborate. Yeah, lengths. unnecessary. Unnecessary. There's one episode that I don't think we watched. It's it's like the most outrageous thing. One of the most outrageous things they've done. Basically, the pitch is that they. Uh, go like they go to a hotel and they're like, well, you know, families that are on vacation, like, you know, if they have kids, the parents, when they're on the vacation, they, they kind of want to have sex, but they have kids. So the pitch is that they have a soundproof spaceship box that they put the kid in so the parents can have sex. Oh. <laughs> The lengths that it goes to are so, so ridiculous. Oh, boy. It's, oh, my God. Like, it's... it's, Are you crying right now? I'm almost crying (laughs) because it's so funny. Why didn't you show me this episode when you were making me watch the show? I didn't think about it. I don't know. But, yeah, I'm going to definitely have to show it to you at some point. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah. But yeah, there was it was several um, good episodes. The one yes. with the funeral, where yes. you can hire Hiring grievers, right. yeah. <laughs> Which uh, that's that's been uh, a dream of mine. Like I want to hire like a because no one's gonna come to your yeah. funeral. Well, no, that's not. I feel like you'd RSS. That's R- you just RSVP. walked into that. Yeah. Well, yeah. I kind of want to just hire just a random like stranger to come in and just like not engage with anyone, but like to go up and like say something. Like, just say, like, like some, like, horrible truth or something like that. Or, like, some some big, like, fake secret, mm. I'll say. Um, yeah, like, Matt embezzled millions of dollars. and Why would you want, like, your family to think that of you when you're dead, though? I, why, wouldn't, why wouldn't it be, like, something cool? I, I can't, well, maybe it would be kind of, something kind of cool. But, like... You guys didn't know they, Matt was an astronaut this whole time. Exactly. He, he went to Uranus. Oh! <laughs> That's yes. That's what it'll be. <laughs> the first man on Uranus. <laughs> right. 
He went to Uranus. He went around a couple times and he came back to gave, Uranus. Gave Uranus the old reach around. You know? Um, <laughs> something like that. Something cool. Anyway, yeah. This got away from me. Yeah. Um, yeah. The skydiving thing is fun. Um, yeah. I just, I'm, I'm excited for you to watch more. Hmm. Um, yeah, it was good. It was, it, I was very entertained. Yeah. And speaking of TV, oh, by the way, Nathan for You is available on Hulu. <laughs> currently, at least. Um, so speaking of TV, we, before recording, watched two episodes of television. We did. One yes. of your choice and one of mine. Yes. Uh, mine was uh, 25 minutes. Yours was 41. That's fine. Yeah, whatever. Um, well, yeah, but we also watched hours of Nathan for You. But that was fun for both of us. Yeah, well, and so I was this. It was it was fun. It was you enjoyed good. yourself more than you thought you would. I did because I had like the 15 minutes of prep to yeah. <laughs> learn everything, uh, which we'll, let's, so we'll, we'll talk, we'll about, talk about. Okay. Uh, so I, uh, requested that you watch, um, the twilight zone season one episode, the monsters are due on maple mm-hmm. street, which is so far in my, um, watching of the twilight zone. Cause I have a solo side pro- project podcast called anthology, which I'm, Bringing back soon, I promise. Um, where I'm reviewing the Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer, so mm-hmm. I'm midway through season two. So at this point, my favorite episode has been the monsters are due on mm-hmm. Maple Street. So, Kirsten, what did you think of the episode? It was good. It was a uh, yes. um, very suspenseful. I mm-hmm. didn't know how it was going to end, no. but it, it was it was very like telling of human nature. Yes, you know that That's... that we're quick to assign blame to someone mm-hmm. to to. You know, we have to have a bad guy, right? You know, someone has a scapegoat. To, yeah, an scapegoat. Yeah, yeah. An esca- <laughs> um, <laughs> with a good aesthetic and yeah, yeah. yeah. a good scapegoat. This will all be in your memoir, exactly. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, we're 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 quick to uh, mob mentality is like a real thing. Yes. Oh yeah, um, and I think that episode is a great yeah depiction of mob mob mentality. Mob mentality. Mob mentality. <laughs> Clean your room. <laughs> Clean the room, or the monsters will get you. Um, but yeah, like the mo- the episode was written kind of in reaction to the Red Scare and like like the like writers being blacklisted in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like uh, Rod Serling had a lot of friends that were blacklisted because they were supposed communist sympathizers, um, and it's it was a it was an era where you know. People named names just mm-hmm. not just to not be, you know, yeah. accused. It's it's not me. It's that guy. Exactly. You know? um, so yeah. So that's the thing that sticks out to me, and like it's something that you, I feel resonates today, also with our current political climate and everything, um, with the horse in the hospital. Um, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah. Did you in, enjoy the episode? I did. Yeah. yeah. I, I I've I've watched episodes of the twilight i've never like watched the twilight mm-hmm. zone like sat down and watched the entire thing okay. um but i've seen episodes because you want to watch the episodes and then listen to my podcast reviewing them right well i watched it when i was in like middle school oh the podcast didn't, didn't, yeah. didn't it didn't exist then, yet yeah so. well anyway no time like the present hmm. you can start it from the beginning and we'll see yeah okay so Teen Wolf. Yeah. 
yeah, yeah. My choice was Teen Wolf. And now, yes. here's the thing. If I was truly going to make you watch an episode of something, I wouldn't have chosen Teen Wolf. I would have okay. chosen like, that one episode of Flashpoint that I want you to watch. Oh, yeah. With, with Tatiana, Tatiana Maslany. Um, but you shit on Teen Wolf so much for someone I, who hasn't seen it. I feel like I don't. Um, Not that much. You definitely look down your nose at me. I Just because I have a refined now, here's, here's television the thing. Here's palette. The thing. Here's the thing. I know it's an MTV scripted TV show. I know mm-hmm. it's kind of trash. I get that. I don't take it seriously. Okay. okay. It had several, like, great actors. Mm-hmm. You know, Dylan O'Brien, Tyler Hecklin. Um, it's, uh, uh, Arden Cho. Um, it's, it's, it's got some really, like, it's not as bad as, Everyone assumes it is when they hear, sure. oh, it's, you know, that movie from the 90s, you know? Right. Um, 80s, I think. Is it an 80s movie? I think so. It, it at least Late feels 80s like or 80s. early 90s? Yeah. Um, so yeah, definitely the 80s. Some part. of it's, yeah, some of it's not great because it's still an MTV scripted TV yeah. show. Um, but I showed you one of my favorite episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, season three, uh, episode Riddled. Mm-hmm. Um, which highlights Dylan O'Brien, who is like one of the breakout actors from the show. Yeah, highlights his acting skills, and he did a really good job. Yeah, uh, he he gave a really good performance as someone who's struggling with something he doesn't understand. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it it did have some heart, like yeah. between him and Scott. Yeah, who is, who is the, the titular Teen Wolf? Teen wolf. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, there, she made notes and everything. She was, well, I had to, because, because I showed you an episode that <laughs> I didn't want to show you the first episode because it's right. not that great. Okay. You know, season one was a little rough mm-hmm. before they found like their footing. Um, but season three was, is by far like the, that, that's like the height of the show. Well, yeah, you've got the Nostriguni. Nogitsune. Nogitsune. Good, good, good yeah. effort. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Nostradamus. I know. I'm just, I'm a regular agent McCall here. Yeah. Um, well, you got that right. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And you even like referenced it correctly. Because <laughs> nice. he's out of the loop. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so that's, um, that's like the height of the show, season three. Okay. That's, um, it, yeah. It ran for five. Six seasons. seasons. Six seasons. Okay. Yeah. I, and you know, if I knew that we were going to do this, I Which, yeah, this is totally unplanned. It was completely impromptu. I wouldn't, I honestly wouldn't have showed you the Monsters Room do on Maple Street because I would have showed you probably an episode of Lost. Hmm. And I would have had my own oh. diagram. I would have explained everything. So I want to propose so, something to you. Okay. Um, if you're going to propose, nice. no, <laughs> yeah, right. Um, if wow. I were to pick a TV show and you were mm-hmm. to pick a TV show, okay. um, that were maybe comparable in length, okay. you know, um, we, and, uh, maybe like, uh, you know, I usually, I usually come over like at least once every two weeks or something right. and, um, we'll, we'll watch something. Why don't we watch an episode each time I come over and we'll get through a show, uh, I, and we, so we can each recommend something to each other. I like that Wouldn't a that be lot. Kinda cool? Yeah. So like, are you saying that we would each pick a show, then whenever you come over, we'd watch, we'd watch an, episode an episode of, of each. each show? Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So like, if you like, so let's say I pick mm-hmm. Teen Wolf. I, I okay. may pick Flashpoint instead because it's it's it. I got to say, Flashpoint's probably my all time favorite TV yeah. show. Um, yeah, that's fair. Uh, both of those are um, forty five minute episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe like if if you picked like Twilight Zone, let's mm-hmm. say we could watch two episodes of Twilight Zone. One episode. Oh of- yeah, it wouldn't be Twilight Zone okay. just because 
the whole point of anthology as I'm going through it as a first time viewer. Gotcha. All right. Um, it would be lost. Okay. It, I, yeah, I know that's your favorite show. Oh my god, which it's my favorite show. I, 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 because it's like a plane. And when it came out, I was in high school, and it mm-hmm. was just like I was so busy all the time because oh, I did yeah. I did like a lot of extracurricular stuff in high school. Mm-hmm. I wasn't home a lot. I would watch it when it was on because I thought it yeah. was like such a cool concept, mm-hmm. but I wasn't able to watch it regularly enough to mm-hmm. keep up with it. Okay. So what I saw, I really liked. I just yeah. didn't get a chance to watch it all the way through. So I would be down for that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, we have it documented now. All right, We're doing cool. this. So yeah. What are you gonna pick Flashpoint? Yeah, I think I'm gonna pick Flashpoint. Okay, well, the cool. quality of Flashpoint overall is much higher. Okay. Um, sure. Than, and Lost is <laughs> one of the best shows in the history of television. With one of the most perfect series finales. Hmm. Um yeah. Just fight me. All right. Yeah. As the kids say, don't at me. That's what the kids <laughs> yeah. that's what the kids say. Um Yes, you the um, okay, well, cool. That'll be fun. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. So yeah, that's that's the plan. We also, um, I've been thinking about I've been thinking about that all night. I was I went to oh, bring yeah. it up. So thinking about what the proposal to oh to, yeah you you proposing to me? Okay. Cool. No, stop saying um, that. what <laughs> my dad listens to this. <laughs> dad, we're not getting married. <laughs> no, like I'd want to get married. Yeah. Anyway, so. Uh, I want to talk about Heartland, but also I do have another, we talked about another idea, uh, for an episode in the future where you would pick a movie that you loved as a kid. Oh yeah. That I haven't seen. And I would pick a movie that I loved as a kid that you hadn't seen. Mm-hmm. And I think we agreed Fox and the Hound. Yeah. That would be my pick. Yes. That was like my favorite movie as a kid. Nice. And I think my pick would probably be three ninjas. Okay. Which I haven't seen. Um, yes, it's. I haven't seen it in a long time, so we'll have that on the back burner. Yeah, yeah. That'd be um, cool. yeah, but to kind of wind down the episode, um, you, have I mentioned this on the podcast? Um, I, I put in a request for, um, press passes for yeah. Heartland. Yeah. And, uh, I got one for you. Mm-hmm. So we went to the, first of all, we went to the kickoff party for Heartland 2018, yeah. which is, it's their 27th year at, in which Indianapolis. Is- Really impressive. Really impressive. Yeah. Um, they are a film festival in Indianapolis. They've been running for now 27 years. Um, they're a really good, like, I've, you, if you've listened to the podcast for a while or gone through the backlog, you've heard episodes where we talk about Heartland. Um, and last year I didn't really do anything with Heartland, but this year I'm planning on doing a lot more. Mm -hmm. And with, with you having a press pass as well, it'll be fun to, you know, see Heartland movies. Um, with you, although you are in a show, I am, up. and I, I when we were originally talking about Heartland, I didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't thinking about it in in reference to right. when the show opens, and it's Heartland runs the third and second week before the show, so two and right. two and three weeks before mm-hmm. the show opens. So I, I'm, I'm going to be there as much as I can, right? Um, and you don't have a rehearsal schedule yet, right? No, okay. uh, because. Uh, uh, our director mm-hmm. um, is in a show right now. Oh, okay. Um, that opens. I think it, his show opens next week. Okay. Um, so is it Anthony? No, no. Anthony is in the show. Oh, okay. Um, he is. At, if if I could plug it, actually. I, oh yeah, I, I was totally going to give you a, a venue to um, plug it. Oh, let me pull up the. Uh, so the show mm-hmm. is called uh, Yellow Heat. Mm-hmm. Vincent Van Gogh and Arles, and it is the story. Um, of the historical character of Vincent Van Gogh mm-hmm. living as a poor, starving artist in Arles. Um, and it features several people who were real people in Vincent's life who he painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, it, it, it's only going to be showing for, 
uh, one night. Okay. So it's November 3rd at 7 p.m. It's going to be in the Hamilton Theater, which is in the Needhammer building downtown. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be part of um, the Dionysia Short Play Festival, which is mm-hmm. something that it, it's an annual festival festival put on by Chaos Company Theater. Um and basically, uh, local playwrights, and well, it started as local play- playwrights, but it then became national, and now it's worldwide. They have oh, wow. playwrights from all around the world uh, who submit, I think they're like 15-minute um, clippings of full-length okay. shows that they have written, and they're assigned to directors, and uh, and it's it's a whole uh, showcase of mm-hmm. these 15-minute plays. The audience votes, um, and whichever play gets the most votes, uh, gets a full-length production the next year. So nice. Yellow Heat is the show that won last year's Short Play Festival. Okay. So it's getting a full production now. Um, nice. And it's uh, it's pretty exciting. What they're doing this year is a little different. They're doing like an – they're calling it an artist's bazaar. So there's mm-hmm. going to be a bar. There's going to be food. Um, there's They're going to have like booths with arts and crafts set up. Awesome. Um, and they're doing two showings of the Short Play Festival. So okay. So two full productions of, of the – Short plays, the short plays, and then they're capping off the evening with Yellow Heat. Okay, so you can buy like different kinds of passes. You can mm-hmm. buy just a ticket to Yellow Heat. You can buy just a ticket to the Short Play Festival. You can buy like a full day pass. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's gonna be exciting. Yeah, I'm excited for it. And what day is it again? November third. November third. Yeah, there's uh, you can find ticketing information on uh, brown paper tickets. Nice. And I will put a link in the show notes as well. And once again, we'll have uh, I'll I'll put the call out for all of the obsessive viewer listeners to to go to it. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. Um, that worked really well. It for, did. Um, well, to be fair. <laughs> Uh, your friend's show was sold out a lot. Yeah. And also, this will be a lot better to uh, navigate because it's just one It's one that's set true. Date. Yeah, that's true. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, more information on that is to come. Uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. So yeah, it's going to be fun. It's, yeah. it's a really good show. Nice. It's going to be a really good – it's, it's going to be a, good, a, a really uh, good production. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to it. Now, if you don't mind me putting you on the spot that – and – and I can cut this out if you want me to. Oh boy! But like, um, have you? I don't. Have you submitted any of your shows to Dionysia? Oh no, I haven't. Okay. Um, I I dabble in playwriting. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had two plays produced and uh, published. Um, but that's. I mean, I've never written a full length production, and that okay. is one of the requirements for the Dionysia oh. Shortway Festival. It has to be a full a length, completed one. yeah, okay, um, show, and then mm-hmm. you, you submit a cutting of it. Right. Um, but I've never written a f- a full length show. I've I written see. one acts. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I okay. No, I haven't. So no, okay. <laughs> um, Nice. Well, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I do hope that you write more. Thanks. Yeah, I've read some of your some of your work, oh. and uh, it's it's good. Oh. I liked it. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. No problem. Um, so Heartland, yeah. you went to the kickoff party. Yeah, uh, yeah. That was your first experience with Heartland Film it Festival. It was. Yeah. Um, how did you feel about it? How did you feel about the atmosphere? Like you ran into people you knew. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. It, I mean, there, it's like this whole community that I didn't know about. Um, right. and it's, uh, obviously these people are like very invested mm-hmm. in the film festival. I think it's really great. It's, oh, yeah. it's just, it's got a lot more energy behind it than mm-hmm. I realized. Yeah. Oh so. yeah. It's, uh, it's a, it's a big thing. It's funny cause like my first, my first experience with Heartland years and years ago, probably like 
well before the before the podcast. Actually, I'll let you know exactly what year it was. Because um, I care. Yeah. Well, my listeners care. Hmm. Uh, if you care, gosh. tweet tweet at us and let us know. But only if it's in twenty twenty four. So two thousand ten. Huh. Uh, so like eight years ago, because uh, me and my sister and my friend Molly. We were planning on going to see Catfish mm-hmm. at the Castleton oh, yeah. Theater. Yeah. And uh, we went all the way to the theater and uh, they were like, oh, yeah, this isn't playing here because we have Heartland. And I'm like, what? what is Heartland? So that was my first experience with that. But Good story. Yeah. But my first experience as like a member of the of, uh, of a journalistic entity. Um, such as obsessiveviewer.com mm. podcasts, um, was like 2013, 2014, mm. 2014, um, 2013. I don't know, but anyway, check the feed. It's, it's good stuff. Um, <laughs> verify yeah. for Matt what year he started <laughs> right. covering, Heartland. but only if it's 2024. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like the energy about it. It's like, it's, there's a diff, there's kind of a different feel to watching a movie in that setting. Yeah. Um, just Knowing because, that everyone is there is, yeah. is like passionate about it. Yeah. Yeah. And also the fact that a lot of times they'll have the filmmakers in attendance. Um, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, so it's exciting. I've always wanted to branch out and go to more film festivals and stuff. Like as we're recording this fantastic fest is going on in, uh, Austin, Texas, and like that would be amazing to go to. Also, I talked a lot at the beginning of the year about uh, Sundance mm-hmm. in uh, Utah. Like I would, like that is on my bucket list. I would love to go to Sundance, but yeah. it's like thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, when you're a rich and yeah. famous podcast, exactly. So if it's 2024 <laughs> and I haven't been. A uh, successful millionaire podcaster, you know. Millionaire, wow. Yeah, millionaire. Then yeah. what? Then if you have, don't then tweet what? at me. Oh, because that might. You <laughs> know, don't remind me. Don't remind me. Um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to 2024 now. Yeah, but <laughs> sounds yeah. like it's going to be a year to remember. I, I think it will be. Yeah. Um, so yeah, do we have anything else to talk about? Um, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think we okay. covered everything. I think we that did. Was, that was a and good thorough review. Yeah. Oh yeah. How long have we been talking? We've been talking <laughs> just shy of two hours. Ooh. So kind of that's our thing. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So I do. I do like that idea. We will have to do the TV show yeah, swapping that'll be fun. stuff. Yeah. That'll be fun. Um. Yeah. Lost. Also, Flashpoint. Sure. But anyway. Um. Yeah. So, anything else that we need to discuss, or should we? I, I think we yeah. should cut it. Okay. Well, cut it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Again, tickets are on sale for Shocktober in Irvington. Um, Shocktoberinirvington dot com. That will take you to the Facebook page. The event is set up there. Buy tickets. Buy a lot of them. Come to the event. It'll be fun. I'll be there. Yeah. You'll get to meet Kirsten and like her whole family too. Yeah. My whole family um, will yeah. be there. <laughs> and my mom will be there. Aww, so Sandy. Yeah. Sandy. That's creepy. You haven't met my mom. No, I haven't. I don't That's, think I have. No, you haven't. I'll introduce you. Okay. Um, unfortunately, Fekus will not be there. Um, Aww. Yeah. So, Yeah. So, Fekus, if you're listening to this, you know. We're disappointed. We are. We're not mad. Yeah. We're no, just we're disappointed. We're just disappointed. Um, no, it's And a it's little fine. mad. And a little mad, yeah. 
Um, also, shout out to Matt Andraco, uh, Patreon subscriber to the podcast. He donated a ton of Funko Pops to do- to raffle off up Chocto Burnington. So more details Good ones about too. all that. Like that's oh, yeah. exciting. Oh, amazing! A ton yeah. of it ones mm-hmm. and uh, like Kirsten's favorite serial killer in movies, Michael Myers. Yeah, um, yeah, that guy. Do you, do you get it? Because we reference anyway. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So come to Sharktober Irvington. It'll be a lot of fun. October twelfth, twenty eighteen, at the Playground Production Studios. And uh, yeah, that will do it for this episode of the podcast. Next time it's going to be episode two hundred and fifty. Wow. And we yeah oh yeah, and we actually have a special episode planned. Uh, Tiny's finally going to be back. Um, he and I are picking each picking a movie from the IMDb top two fifty for each of us to watch and then we'll review the movies in the episode as our big 250th episode. Mm. So look forward to that. And yeah. Uh, also check out tower junkies, uh, our podcast. We're reviewing castle rock, um, slowly, but surely and, uh, check out anthology cause I'm going to have more episodes coming out soon. Uh, having said all that, thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time. This Halloween season, come to Nightmare on Edgewood, Indy's most intense haunted attraction. Experiencing number one must-see haunt in Indiana for 2017, as voted by Nationwide Scare Factor Haunt Reviews. Nightmare on Edgewood is open every Friday and Saturday night beginning September 29th, and the season runs through November 4th. For more information and to buy tickets, visit NightmareOnEdgewood.com. And follow Nightmare on Edgewood on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for weekly deals. Nightmare on Edgewood is conveniently located one mile south of 465, just east of US 31 on the Edgewood Baseball Diamonds. Nightmare on Edgewood. Sweet dreams are not made of this. And so, yeah, we'll, we're going to go into a spoiler review for A Simple Favor. A few weeks ago, I met Emily, this wonderful, elegant person. Our sons brought us together, actually. Come here, little dude. Can we and Miles have a play date today? Your drink? Does your kid drink? Maybe? I mean, it's never too early to start teaching. I think you're joking, but great. Every time we do this, I feel so high tone. Want to trade confessions? No, no. Come on. What's the wildest thing you've ever done? She is an enigma, my wife. You can get closer. You can never quite reach her. She's like a beautiful ghost. Did you just take my picture? Okay, so we are going into a spoiler review of A Simple Favor, and we are spoilers on for A Simple Favor. What are you doing? Brother fucker. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I gotta say, I was not expecting. I that. was not expecting so I, that I, either. I, 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 okay. I, the, the she's telling the story, and I yes. kind of know where it's heading, and right. I kind of thought it was going to end with the kiss, and then yeah. I quickly realized, well, that would. So she definitely she slept with her half brother. Yes, total blood relation. Right, half brother. And as long as we, unless we get legislation passed, I'm 
Joking. I'm joking, guys. And then you find out that they maintained the affair yes. for years, and he pretty he probably pretty definitely fathered her child. Yeah. And I have what? a theory. I have a theory on that. What? Because I think he, it's it's almost certain that he was the father of the child. Because it was heavily implied. It was heavily implied, but because it wasn't the, the, like confirmed. I'll tell you. I think it was. I'll tell you okay. why. Because the whole bit where when Blake Lively is trying to get out of her that she mm-hmm. actually fucked him right. that night after the funeral. And she's like, she's like, swear on your father's grave. And she right. can't lie. She yeah. physically can't lie. That's the exact same thing <gasps> That's her exact husband same thing Davis she... was like, yes. is, is Miles mine? Tell me he's mine. And she can't, she, she physically can't... cannot Fuck. say it. She knows that her brother is the father of her son. That's um, I was gonna make a shitty joke, yeah, well, and say like you like you know that it's his that it's her brother's son because the son doesn't have any facial hair and and the husband had a beard. Wow, Matt, you yeah. suck at this. I know, I know, but that <laughs> but is I a was good actually point. paying attention to the movie. I I did not put that they together. This thing in she can't. She physically yeah. was incapable right. of lying, just like her brother to Emily. This thing in and um, uh, <laughs> this, see what I did there. And then and then she, she just like when she was mm. talking to her husband, she could not tell him that he was the father. And that's God. That's so that. The way that they, the way that the movie un- unveils that yeah, stuff. Yeah, like, that you learn little bits of information yeah, a little and bit like, at a time. It's something that like I, like we were both kind of slow on the uptake with it mm-hmm. because like you get the scene where Blake Lively and Anna Kendrick are talking and then they're drinking and, or I don't think they're drinking at that point, but uh, Blake Lively is like, oh, are you, uh, what about your husband? She's like widowed. And then she mentions just offhand like, oh, my brother and him were in the car yeah you don't but you don't yeah. have that important information yet exactly you don't know anything about the brother you don't know how yeah. significant their relationship was exactly. so by the time that information comes along mm-hmm. the little slip in about yeah my brother was in the car too right you you have completely forgotten that and she mentions him as like oh my brother was in the car and like the most important person in my uh, two important the men two in my most life. important men in my life yeah, yeah. and it's like when you get to the scene where uh, she tells the story about it, she's very adamant, like, oh, my half-brother. Like, yeah. she mentions, like, it's very clear it's, like, a half-brother. Like, you don't – I wasn't thinking like, – well, granted, it was also like, oh, my God, they're going to they're gonna have sex. That That's that's so weird. Yeah. Um, Which it totally is. It, like, it is, yeah. Uh, we, I'm going to – I'm going to – Go ahead and make a stance on this podcast. I'm going to be firm. You, it's kind of weird. You can take that to the press. Right. <laughs> I am um, I am against incest. Yeah. I'm against, we're against incest on this podcast, but we're pro-sharks. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, thank yeah, you. Good. That's yeah. And finally. anti-vending machines. Yeah. yeah. But um, <laughs> and if you listen to past episodes with Tiny, we're pro-BDSM, too. Um, sure, I don't kink shame yeah, unless it's right. incest. Exactly, exactly. So, so anyway, so we learn that they have sex, and then like they don't touch on that at all. Until, oh, they touched on it. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> they sure did. Yeah. Like, there's references to like, oh, brother fucker and everything. Like, that's that's a kind of running thing. But then, like, it wasn't until later. But, but we are led to believe it was one incident. Yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly. And then, you, and yeah, then, and then I, I didn't. It didn't even enter my mind that they right. maintained any sort of relationship. Me neither. And then you find like when they go back to the car crash scene mm-hmm. and they talk about that. Like we both looked at each other, was like, oh, oh my god, my her brother. God. Yeah. Oh God, yeah. that was really cool. I really love the way it was, that all it was, of that it was. It was a done. great way to tell the story. Absolutely. Yeah. Um. So there are a lot of similarities to this in Gone Girl, which I won't spoil Gone Girl for anyone. But, um, 
it's kind of felt like a comedic take on the kind of gone girl story. Mm. I don't know um, where it falls in the timeline as as far as when the novel was first published versus when uh, gone girl was first published, but there are similarities to be, to be drawn. But what I also really liked was the, the mystery aspect of it. I thought it was a pretty engaging mystery. Um, when you see that by, when they find Blake Lively's character, um, her body, uh, like, you know that something's up. Like, there's yeah, not... Yeah, you know that's not, not really the end dead. of the story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could not believe yeah. that Anna Kendrick moved in with that dude. I was like, oh, yeah. do not do it. And I was so convinced oh. that this was... I was I was thinking throughout the movie that it was going to turn out to be like an unreliable narrator kind of thing where we're following Anna Kendrick, but she turns out to be just batshit insane. Mm. And she I thought she did lively. it. I thought I, I thought it was going to be revealed that mm-hmm. she was behind it all. Yeah. And yeah, and that yeah, unreliable narrator yeah, that because, she killed her so that she could right. step into her life. Because the way that she's dancing around when she's moving in, it's like seems like okay. And yeah. then also the first scene when she talks about like, "Oh, my best friend's missing." It kind of felt like her her tears were a little fake. Mm. Like it, it rang like, a little false. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but of course, we know that by then she already has uncovered a fair amount of information. Oh, She's yeah. already suspicious by that point. That's mm-hmm. right before she takes a trip to Michigan. That's true. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so she knows it's not just Emily disappeared. Right. By that point. Right. Um, um, but yeah, yeah, I, but but was, yeah, I was, was like, really I could not believe wholesome little Stephanie. Yeah. Mo- like s- slept with her dead best friend's right. widow the night of the funeral. Yeah, and was moved- it the night of the funeral? Yes, when wow. when she and Sean slept together, it was the night of the funeral. That's right, because because it was because the kids were like going crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, wow, yeah. damn. And then like, she has a thing for sleeping with guys the night of funerals. Yeah, the funerals really yeah. really rev her engine. I know, you know? right. Just hey, don't death in general. I, yeah. <laughs> um, one, it got a little convoluted for me toward mm-hmm. the end. I wasn't sure who was double crossing whom. It, you know, yeah. I, I felt like it flip flopped back and forth, and that I felt like that was done purposefully to like mm-hmm. keep the audience on their toes. But it was a little hard for me to track. Yeah, it was kind of. It was seemed like they were trying to make it um, seem. They were trying to lead us to believe that uh, it was possible that Sean was involved in it. Yeah. Um, even though we had, like, even after we had that scene where she's, where, uh, Emily is, can, like, talking to him at, in the diner. Yeah. Um, and pulls a gun on him. Like, we know, like, at that moment, like, okay, he had no, nothing to do with it. Right. But, like, it kind of seemed like they were trying to make us think that later, yeah. too. But, and, and um, then, and then, like, Emily and Stephanie meet up at the grave. Yeah. And then they are trying to set up Emily and it's mm-hmm. like double cross you double cross you and we're yeah. working together now we're working together it just now i i'll i'll reveal to you, yeah i yes. already told you this i thought it was going to end with Emily and Stephanie running away together yes. i thought that in the scene where you find out that Stephanie and Sean are trying to set up Emily trying to get her to confess and they right. they've tapped the entire apartment mm-hmm. um i thought it was going to be Emily and Stephanie setting yeah. up Sean to take the fall for all of it, and then they were going to escape with the $4 million life right. insurance policy or something like that. Yeah. Because of the scene when they're at the grave, 
Yes. And and Emily and Stephanie have this conversation and it goes down something like this could go one of two ways. It could yeah. go this way or it could go that way. Right. And then Emily says, or there's a third option. And then that's the end of the scene. And they right. cut to the next scene. And I'm like, ooh, what's the third option? Third right. option is the two of them. Because mm-hmm. now the reason I thought that. Right. It's because there was a scene where they flash back to where you find out that Emily and Stephanie made out with each other. Yes. And I'm which sorry. I do want to point out that like it was it made it a little more convoluted because like that scene like in my head I'm like, oh shit, like there's there's more to their to their friendship than yeah. what we've been shown. Yeah. And like there really wasn't except for that one thing. Um it just seemed kind of like Kind of weird that they would go back and say, like, oh, these two hot women made out for a exactly. minute. Exactly. That's yeah. why I thought it was going to pay off because I thought that they right. were going to be like, they were going to, maybe they had been having an affair the whole time. Right. Or, also, or or maybe, you know, I, I don't know. I just, yeah. I, I thought, I really thought that they were going to take the money and run with their kids. Yeah. And also the fact that, like, when, when they're at the gravesite, like, this is the first time that Stephanie is seeing Emily. Yeah, like she alive. wasn't shocked to she see her. She wasn't shocked. It like it, they played it out. There was so, nothing like they like Stephanie so was straight. not afraid. Yeah. of Emily. There was no like, oh hey, you really are alive. Or, yeah. And I, I kind of get what they were going for with that because at that point, at that point, Stephanie, Stephanie had all the cards. She had all the cards. Yeah. She even said that she had all the cards. She like turned it all on Emily. Yeah, and she's also grown as a character. Like she's become yeah. less awkward. She like confronted the the boss, which yeah. was a great scene. It was a great um, scene. But I just, I just, yeah. I really thought that the reason they went back and showed us that scene was mm-hmm. because they were going to reveal that they were going to like run off together. Yeah. And we didn't get that. And then I was like, well, right. then why did they show us the scene of them making out? Right. Why? They, then, uh, there, it served no purpose then. Exactly. And then you also have the kind of running thing of Stephanie being jealous of the teacher's assistant. Hmm. And it like they had the scene where she walked in, walks in, which I thought was kind of funny in its awkwardness because the teacher's assistant comes in and it's like, oh, hey, handsome. Hey, handsome. A minute. And it's like they're setting it up to like – you could see that they were kind of setting it up to be like you said, like it could, it could have been that they were going to set up Sean uh, to take mm-hmm, the fall for everything. Mm-hmm. And that was going to be the seed that is planted there. But like, I feel like as a red herring, it wasn't effective enough. It wasn't, um, it wasn't communicated well enough. Cause there's gotcha. really only like one scene with that. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. Cause there's the whole, the, uh, What's what's the scene when when she gets back from Michigan and he's mm-hmm. like, oh I could have watched the kids and she's like oh I thought you know we both needed some space and she yeah. says something about um she, she throws like all of his own words back at him he's like you sound oh, crazy yeah. take a Xanax take, a Xanax take two. two yeah you know and she, she's like she, she comes back and she's like I, I feel I feel a million times better maybe even four million or something right. like that and I'm like she's like definitely taking the piss here you yeah know? oh yeah so. I don't know. I just, yeah. I just, I it, thought it was going to end in a, a, a different. I, I, not that I'm unhappy with how right. it ended because it was still like totally unexpected and, and crazy and so yeah. out there. Um, You're messing up your knees. I'm. Concerned I, about I'm your really knees. worried about your knees right yeah. now. So great. Um, oh, Emily, you were just hit by a car. Come <laughs> on. <laughs> it's just. It's, it was crazy. Yeah. Um, it was. It did become kind of convoluted, yeah, oh, but yeah, yeah. And then it, it was entertaining. Yeah, it had kind end. of a slapstick ending. Yeah, Darren shows up. Like, right. first of all, how did he get away from the police? I know. Yeah, like, he like. Well, he had he had a prescription for the weed. Okay, um, but he just he shows up. And he's like, "You mess with one mom, you mess with all of us." Right. He just ran over a person with his car. <laughs> yeah, 
And I loved oh the uh, the reveal of the the nanny cam on the button. Oh yeah. Um, I don't know if you noticed it, but when it flashed to the like showing the live feed and everything, one of the comments was, "Did she just confess yeah, to murder?" Yeah, I did see that. I loved reading the 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 comments. Yeah. Um, oh yeah. 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 That's good stuff. <laughs> also, one million subscribers. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So I mean, guys, step it up. I know, right? Uh, I mean, do I really have to murder Kirsten to get you guys to, you know, get to a million? I'll, I'll disappear you first. You'll disappear me? Yeah. Um, also, Blake Lively was really good. Yeah, she um, was really good. Um, <laughs> uh, when she played her own twin. Yeah. It wasn't just, you know, uh, footage edited together of two Blake Livelys. Like, she was right. playing two very distinct characters. Exactly. Um, um, it, it very well done. Yeah. So that was that was appreciated. Totally. Um, I, and I, I really liked her performance. Mm-hmm. Um, God, and she looked so cool. She the did. entire movie. God, like the, she looked the fashion so, sense she looked everything. so badass. Yeah. And like, she's so the gloves like, and yeah, she looked yeah. Cool. And like, she's so nonchalant and mm-hmm. everything. And like when she's making the martini, she's mm-hmm. like, she could have played it like, Oh, I have power over, over you because I'm, you know, cool and you want to be mm-hmm. my friend. But it was like, she was very kind of chill, yeah. much like the martinis that she made. She was chilled. Until, so let's, you know, yeah. that, that was good. So that's good. Yeah. Okay. So we just did a spoiler discussion of a simple favor. Um, so check this show out. So look forward to that. And yeah. Uh, also check out Tower Junkies, uh, our podcast. We're, reviewing castle rock um slowly but surely and uh check out anthology because i'm gonna have more episodes coming out soon uh having said all that thank you guys so much for listening and we'll see you next time test test testicles testicles one two three you got an extra one more time (laughs) I said testicles, testicles. One, two, three. You got an extra. Thank you for listening to The Obsessive Viewer, presented by ObsessiveViewer.com. You can find more of our episodes at ovpodcast.com, and you can subscribe to the show on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or anywhere else podcasts are found. If you'd like to support the show, the best and easiest way is to leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. More ratings and reviews means it'll be easier for people to find the show in the highly competitive film and TV podcast genre. It also provides us with valuable feedback on the show. If you'd like to donate to the podcast, you can make a one-time PayPal donation at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate or become a patron at patreon.com slash obsessiveviewer for recurring donations with different reward tiers. Every donation goes toward paying the fees to keep the podcast running and is greatly appreciated. For official Obsessive Viewer merch, including shirts, mugs, notebooks, phone cases, and more, visit our Tee Public store. You can also buy other great Tee Public designs in our store, and we'll get a small commission on the sale. You can find a link to the store in the show notes of this episode and at obsessiveviewer.com slash donate. The Obsessive Viewer's theme song is An Eclipse of Events and is provided by Loudlight from their EP, Mistakes We Must Make. You can find that and more great music from them on iTunes and like their Facebook page at facebook.com slash loudlikemusic. Any and all feedback on the podcast is encouraged. We love to hear from you guys. You can contact us by emailing podcast at obsessiveviewer.com or by tweeting us at obsessiveviewer, at obsessivetiny, and at I am Mike White. 
You can also like us on Facebook and join the Facebook group at facebook.com slash theobsessiveviewer, where you can take part in discussions and polls between episodes. For more podcast content, check out Anthology, Matt's solo podcast, where he's reviewing The Twilight Zone as a first-time viewer and exploring other classic and contemporary science fiction anthology TV shows. You can find Anthology at anthologypod.com and anywhere podcasts are found. For book lovers, you can check out our sister site at obsessivebooknerd.com for book reviews, author spotlights, and a general celebration of reading. Finally, if you're philosophically curious, check out Tiny's side project podcast, The Secular Perspective, which explores the concepts of faith, religion, and existence from the perspective of secular hosts Chad and Amanda. You can find that at thesecularperspective.com and subscribe to the podcast on the app of your choice. Once again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.